Listen, you smell something? Human emotions are materializing in the form of a viscous psychoreactive plasm with explosive supernormal potential. What a discovery, a psychoreactive substance. Do you know what this equipment is used for? Boggle or Super Mario Brothers? We'll have fun! Yeah! They're still doing a really quite good work there. My friend, don't be a jerk. We've got no choice. Call a Ghostbusters. Super Jackpot! Welcome to Extraplasm Podcast. It's the only podcast on the internet that's currently speculating about whether a frozen Ghostbusters logo means a marketing tie-in with Baskin-Robbins or Swanson TV dinners could be imminent with the release of the next Ghostbusters movie. I'm your host, Jim Maritato, a.k.a. Vink Maniac on the internet, and I hope you had a fantastic Ghostbusters Day. Since our last episode, Ghostbusters Day took place, leading to some new insights about the forthcoming film, though not its title. So even though we've got a new poster image of a frozen Ghostbusters logo, we're still going to be referring to this movie for a little bit while longer at least as Ghostbusters Firehouse. That being said, I'm more than open to your suggestions of ice and freezing slime-themed titles we could be looking at, like, I don't know, Ghostbusters Chill Out or Ghostbusters Fright Capades. Anyway, uh, this week Jason Fitzsimmons of Ghostbusters News is joining the show for a debriefing on Ghostbusters Day, and we discuss everything we've learned from the officially released video messages and poster reveal for Ghostbusters Firehouse, some exciting announcements from Ilphonic about a forthcoming Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed release for Nintendo Switch, as well as the next DLC for Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, uh, a toy and clothing announcements from fan and independent maker community folks, and amazing fan charity work and celebrations that are happening. Uh, around Ghostbusters Day, including the reveal of the Starlight Foundation Ghostbusters hospital gowns and the Buffalo Ghostbusters event and Hook and Ladder 8 and everything that went on with that. So that, while there wasn't a huge trailer or a title reveal, it was still a really exciting Ghostbusters Day with a lot to unpack. And so, you know, rather than continue to have a big, long preamble to the episode, we're going to get right into that. But of course, having Jason on the show to discuss news as a guest raises an important question, or at least a production question for me. Which musical sting am I supposed to play to transition us from this little preamble to that discussion? Do I play the Ghostbusters headlines bumper, since we're going to talk about a lot of news with Mr. Ghostbusters news? Or do I play the Judgment Day bumper, because we're going to engage in random banter and commentary about Ghostbusters headlines and things as we do it? Well, in this context, given that it's Ghostbusters Day, and given that Jason literally just had a new music video put out, including an anthem for Ghostbusters news, I felt that neither of those two choices was appropriate. And then I got it in my head that it would be kind of awesome if Jason's anthem was actually like a wrestling intro, like with pyros and stuff. So without further ado, let's go now to my conversation with Jason Fitzsimmons, where we break down everything about Ghostbusters Day. Joining me on Extraplasm Podcast and continuing like a, a trend of awesome Canadian contributors <laughs> to, to Extraplasm two weeks in a row, Jason Fitzsimmons of Ghostbusters News, how are you doing? I, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm back here again. And uh, and yeah, I mean, you had Matt last week, a good friend of mine. Love Matt. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to be part of this one. A huge, huge 
I guess, happening this past week with Ghostbusters Day, Ghost Week, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, a belated happy Ghostbusters Day and happy Ghostbusters Week to you, uh, because we're now a couple days removed from it, but um, Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. we probably communicated during it anyway, but (laughs) happy Ghostbusters Day anyway. Um, but yeah, it's Ghostbusters Day came, Ghostbusters Day went. I thought it would be a good idea for us to talk a bit about what happened um, on the day and sort of the reaction mm. we have to it. Um, but I also wanted to say congrats on your music video because you now have a music video in your in your repertoire. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's something I've always wanted, you know, um, standing beside my my idols like the Spice Girls and Insane Clown Posse you know, to have uh, my own music video out there that people can watch. Um, yeah, for those that don't know, on Ghostbusters Day, Ghostbusters News, we teamed up with the Flux Capacitors, the band that they uh, they were behind the Ghostbusters Afterlife Scare song, The uh, their interesting, unique take on Rockwell, Somebody's Watching Me. Yep. And uh, yeah, we released a new, a new song called Ghostbusters News Anthem, a new video, if you were, and... Um, I'm pretty proud of it. I'll say I'll, I'll admit I'm, I, I dig the song. I was swimming in the pool yesterday and in the middle of a backstroke, I heard in my head, what can you do when the ghost? <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were like, oh, man, I had like the radio on and it just kind of, you know, no, this week's number one. song. that didn't quite happen uh, yet. I think that's coming soon. Um, you yeah, know, yeah. If radio still exists, I'm not even sure if radio <laughs> is still a terrestrial radio. Does it exist anymore? I'm not. I don't know. But um I it's thought it was I thought you had a video that came out that was very cool, had lots of different fans and uh, fan groups involved. in it. Do you know offhand, like how many people were involved in that video? Uh, in terms of like the actual uh, I mean, I responded to three, 300 emails uh, in terms wow. of like fan response in terms of the video of how many people are in it. I, I last time I counted and there was some last minute editing that was done, but I think we were about 170 fans were in that video. Um, nice. And I'm sure there was a couple like that probably wore costumes that maybe I'm counting twice because uh, I, I there was, you know, a gal dressed up as Janine and another girl wearing a wig and such like that. But <laughs> um, yeah, I think we have about 170 fans in that video. Those and were all just whole, me. It's just you, you got tricked. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, you're in it. I, mean, I am in it. <laughs> but but you, not you got in the near <laughs> the near in starring role. Let me tell you. Hey, uh, I will say this. The, My favorite part about the pieces of footage you used for me is that. I am using a broken spirit Halloween PKE meter with a cracked clip and I'm even holding it such that the clip is at the it's the most classless (laughs) piece of footage that I'm sorry that everyone had to look at. I'm I'm kidding, but but you had the worst piece of footage. You got the sweaty head head banging footage I sent you to, which maybe we'll put that some point in a blooper reel. Yeah, yeah, make it make an alternate kind of cut there, but. Yeah, the whole video, I mean, even the song, like from start to finish, um, it was pretty much like a three or four week process of like, hey, let's make this. So it came up like about extremely quickly. Like I, I was really surprised and like Flux, they were sending me emails like, hey, here's a sample. Here's the instrumental. Yeah. Uh, here's a revision, revision, revision. And then it was about like a week beforehand. It was like, you want to make it like a music video? OK, when do you want it by? I don't know. Ghostbusters Day? <laughs> How long is that from now? Seven days? Okay, sure. And uh, yeah, I made the video to it and I was just, I was floored by the response uh, or made the video, I should say, uh, asking for fans, you know, help fans response. And yeah, the the feedback, the uh, the videos that were sent to me, the photos uh, was crazy. Like I said, hundreds of emails came through. I, I couldn't use all the content. Uh, there was a lot of people that, uh, that sent me photos that I was really hoping to include photos somewhere in it, but it just, it wasn't to be. 
But um, yeah, I, I just want to thank everybody that had a hand in making that, uh, you know, that feature possible. For sure. It was awesome. Um, I thought this really weird thing happened was, was when they were filming it, the, the, the band part, uh, mm-hmm. Flux Capacitors went out looking for Ghostbusters and they said where yeah. the location was. And the location was like 15 minutes from my house. I didn't end up going, but... I, when I ended up talking with them and I said, like, where are you filming? They're like, oh, we're filming like at this barn that's on our friend's property. And it's like next to where this high school's being built. That high school is in <laughs> my partner. My partner is a high school teacher. It's in her district. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's the brand new school they're building for her, the district she works in. I was like, this is very strange. My worlds are totally colliding right now. <laughs> so like you were 15 minutes away. Yeah. You chose not to go. I did. And I take that personally. I'm sorry. But uh, no, it's fine. You were in the video regardless, right? So you, you made the cut. And um, to be going fair, back to like, I, I hmm. did have a flight suit blowout filming my footage. I saw that. So I kind of had a, had a bit of an issue of why I couldn't go. I was like, did, I didn't come, but I might not have a flight suit that's in working condition. <laughs> I, I saw the photos of your flight suit blowout like on Instagram. Now, did that happen when you were filming the footage like for for the music video is that yeah. what you're saying <laughs> i'm sorry no you don't have to be sorry i'm judging you for not going out for the video and now i feel like i owe you a flight suit no uh for those who were like jim did you really bust out the ass of your flight suit no i um i the elastic strap on my rothko suit uh just for whatever reason i don't know if it's the last trip mm. through the wash it wasn't happy it just shredded i went to pull the strap and put it on and it just came off in my hand and i went <laughs> well that's no good so if if you look really carefully at the video that i have out there like from ghostbusters day i have covered mm-hmm. this up by taking my belt and putting it specifically over where those stupid straps are on the oh. suit so that nobody can see that it's missing <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I didn't go, but um, I did feel like there was this like odd thing where I was like, wow, this is so strange that like you're in Canada on the total opposite mm-hmm. side of the continent. You're producing a video with the flux capacitors who are in mm-hmm. L.A. and they're filming like 75 minutes north and west of the city on a farm that's crazy. like it's by my house. That's just strange. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That but- was this is kind of a weird, a weird happenstance. So, but it came out cool. I was glad for you all. So yeah. well, I, I thank you for that. There, there's some uh, franchise groups out there. I mean, I, I don't want to name too many because I, you know, I'd be, you know, uh, forgetting some, but some of them immediately come to mind. I'll, I guess I'll go ahead and mention a few, uh, Alberta, Merseyside, uh, Ghostbusters, Ozarks. Like there was a lot of groups that pretty much sent me their own full fledged video, which was <laughs> insane because a lot of these groups, I didn't even send the full song to, and they were just like, we're going to make a whole video and piece it together. And uh, I know some of those groups, they've actually already like uploaded their own rendition. So it was like, Hey, here's our take because they emailed me and they're like, you do, you know, do you mind if we upload this stuff? And right. I was like, you know what? You, you guys recorded so much stuff. It's a crime for people not to see it. So <laughs> go ahead, you know, just upload, feel free. Um, yeah. I, like, again, I, I was just blown away by the responses by j- just the fan community. Yeah, I think that there is so like we're going to talk about this a bit like in terms of Ghostbusters Day, because I think the fan community is what made Ghostbusters Day uh, a total success in my mind. Like not because like, you know, Sony didn't. I don't mean that. Um, I just know like, but I mean, even there's so much like fan contribution, you know. Well, I mean, take a look at like this this past weekend's um, gathering in New York City, like with the Buffalo Ghostbusters. I mean, the amount of people that showed up for that. Yeah. Yeah. the, the <laughs> fandom, I mean, that, 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 that's been the heart of this year's Ghostbusters day to me. Again, not like that 
Sony Ghost Core, they didn't reveal anything, but um, yeah, the backbone this year has definitely been the fandom. Yeah. And I would say like, just to throw this out there, because like the podcast is, you know, out on Tuesday and I think that the raffle, like at the raffle and the auction close on the 14th, I think for, for the Buffalo Ghostbusters, for the firehouse, I think the GoFundMe is open until then. Um, anybody who wants to throw support, like, especially if you have seen what is going on at the firehouse, uh, over the weekend, th- there's a crowd. I mean, it, there is video footage of yeah. the Alessi brothers playing live and the street that the firehouse is on is just like, fan fest filled it's like when i looked at it i was like this is like a mini version of fan fest it's all flight suits shoulder to shoulder people like milling around standing around and all like watching a performance the same way we did standing around watching ray parker jr except like Mm -hmm. they're out there like the alessi brothers are there with equipment and dan Lyberg from buffalo ghostbusters is out there like with a megaphone just like okay everybody here's what we're doing and it's amazing how many people they have down there there's like five ectos and all that stuff so um, I, I almost yeah. feel like that this may be like, I, I cannot, I can't imagine that Sony Columbia Pictures Ghost Core there. They can't look at this year and be like, how can we like get in on this next year? Like, how can yeah. we, I don't want to say how can we monetize this? Um, but how can we further our relationship with this? Because I mean, it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. I mean, this one, like you were saying, it's, it's fan fest level gatherings. Now. Yeah. And it's, I mean, next year's the 40th anniversary. I've kind of mm. said it would be awesome if they had bi-coastal celebrations. like i mean how can you not have a massive 40th anniversary and i mean if you're doing that i mean going back to uh i don't want to use like a wrestling analogy here but going back to to wrestlemania wrestlemania 2 they were like you know what we're gonna have three different locations yeah what if they did something like that for ghostbusters 40th we have a new york celebration we have an la celebration um and they just make one big uh, sure three there we go. Right, like that way you get your your filming location where you your movie was just being made because it'll be a year out and either the movie will be out or will be coming out depending upon which version of a Dan Aykroyd statement you um, agree with. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, but there was I think so like I said I think that your video came together well. I, we're going to talk more about you know sort of fan contributions on Ghostbusters Day as we kind of do this bit of a post mortem totally. on Ghostbusters Day, which I feel like is a the wrong term to we, to use because like. People talk about that, like we're doing a post-mortem on like, so you're dissecting it like it's dead. Um, I don't think Ghostbusters Day is dead. I think Ghostbusters Week continues on and becomes Ghostbusters Month and Ghostbusters Year and Ghostbusters Life. And that's why this podcast exists, um, because I like things. Uh, but um, I do want to ask you one question. I believe this was the first sure. music video you put together. Um mm-hmm. The first music video that Ivan Reitman ever put together was Ghostbusters, and it was the last. <laughs> do, yeah. Do you feel you now have a, <laughs> a greater kindred spirit with Ivan Reitman because you've directed your first music video? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't I don't really know how to answer that. I mean, um, sure. You know what? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I wasn't able to get the uh, the star power like Ivan Reitman did. I mean, I, I, I am sad to say that Danny DeVito, he declined my request to reappear in a ghostbusters music video um so that was certainly uh a tarnished mark on 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 this year's ghostbusters day but uh yeah you know what ivan reitman having such a strong connection to canada um i don't want to say i'm anywhere near that but uh sure much like ivan i think this will be my first and last music video that i'll uh, i'll ever kind of piece together and direct well look if not if you direct more i believe that jason reitman directed music videos so you can just choose a reitman to to self-identify with based off your music video career 
That's well, I you know what I, I I'm more my more so just a piece together. I don't want to say I directed by any means. Uh, a lot of that stuff, you know, when you have the uh, the Janine cosplayer and the guy in the bed together in that music video, uh, this was all sent to me. Like fans were just like, you know what, we'll send you entire vignettes, and I was just like copying and pasting and like, okay, where would this go? And does this sound good there? And does <laughs> I just want to say, I think if you've watched the video for Ghostbusters recently, you may find that Ivan Reitman just pieced together some stuff. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that's said with love, but it's like the Ghostbusters video has like Chevy Chase in it. And it's like, why? Just, <laughs> just Columbo in there and just random celebrities yelling Ghostbusters who were around, you know, I guess is the sense you get. It's like, who was available on the day at Columbia? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ivan was just like, you know what? Well, we're going to get Col- we're going to get Columbo in this and. You know, they were just like, you want to get Kojak? Nah, it's not really the time. We're in 84 now. You know, let's let's just stick Columbo in there. You get the one shot of the Ghostbusters like out in Times Square where they basically look like they just threw the uniforms on and ran out of a car to film without a permit and then yeah. they ran back in. <laughs> I mean, in my video, we got that too. Like New York Ghostbusters, New York City Ghostbusters. They were like, you know, what? we're going to get some New York shots. So we do have a quick scene that kind of, uh, you know, nice to that. Nice. You do some disinterested like New Yorkers, though, if you go back and watch that clip. That they're just kind of like judging the New York City Ghostbusters doing like, <laughs> what are you what are you guys doing? What, what, what's happening here? <laughs> yeah, but someday in the future, those are the people who are going to come out to the <laughs> Ghostbusters new Anthem Fan Fest. And they're going to be signing autographs as guy who judged the NYC Ghostbusters. That's that's totally a thing that's happening. There you go. 40 years <laughs> from now. Um, so we'll yes. I don't know where we'll be, but. As we celebrate the Ghostbusters News Flux Capacitor music video 40 years from now, right. that's something that will totally happen. Yes. Totally. So, yes. Um, congratulations again on it because it was fun and it was fun to be part of it. So, thank you for giving me the opportunity to contribute um, because it was definitely a cool little project. It was a lot of fun uh, to do. Well, thank you for being part. And, and again, in all honesty, thank you for everybody that sent in like emails and uh, corresponded with me regarding it because it, it was fun to put together. And uh, honestly, the end result is so much better than I ever wish it could have been. So uh, is, that, is that a positive? I wish it ever could have. I, I like it. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't think my wording was proper there. It's really good. And I'm, I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan I of my own work. At, for fan once. is good. Video like fan, it's it's good. Like, yeah, like and subscribe. Ghostbusters News on YouTube. <laughs> mm. Let's talk about Sony and Ghost Core and uh, what they did on Ghostbusters Day for a couple minutes. Um, Day opens up with a happy Ghostbusters Day video, right? It's kind of like how the day begins is happy Ghostbusters Day. Happy Ghostbusters Day. Happy Ghostbusters Day. Like everyone except Bill Murray. I I was wished happy Ghostbusters Day nine times in like 26 seconds. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, Um, I was entertained by it. (laughs) I will say the first reactions I saw to that video, though, were someone who was just like, Bill Murray's not in it. Just yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I agree. He's not in this video, but that, that doesn't mean no. anything. <laughs> you know, you know, who's not it? Kumail Nanjiani's not in it either. James right. Acaster's not Oswald's in it. Like, not in neither. No, but. like, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, it doesn't really, it doesn't give you a confirmed cast list by any means. No. Um, plus, but, Bill Murray's too busy going out and getting milkshakes now. So, you know, <laughs> but uh, no, it was. I didn't expect, I mean, and Bill Murray's inclusion, to be honest, I mean, that's something that that's a news story in its own right. 
I don't think you put that in there for Ghostbusters Day. No. Um, that, that's a separate thing. That, that's a big trailer reveal. That's, that's the trailer's hook is Bill Murray's inclusion. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to downplay the other Ghostbusters in any sense, but in terms of like which of these actors kind of presents the mystique and draws people to ask questions the most about whether or not they're going to be involved or whether they're going to show up um, <laughs> across their career is Bill Murray. So, uh, mm. I, you know, I'm totally fine that he wasn't in it. I don't mean that in a sense. It's like, hey, Bill Murray bad. I just mean, like, I didn't get insecure about it. I did think it was kind of no. funny that people a few people, I, at least I saw, did it. But what I was happy about rather than be like, hey, let's dwell on all the dumb stuff. Um <laughs> This was like we got to see shots of the firehouse Mm -hmm. interior, like the set. Um, So for those of you listening out there who are normally like, I love that you don't present any spoilers. These are not spoilers because it was released from the from my standpoint, from production. So like trying to avoid this for some reason, like this is your off ramp probably for at least a few minutes of podcast because we're going to talk about this. Um, I was stoked to see the interior of the firehouse like between this and the McKenna Grace TikTok video that came out and was promoted by Ghostbusters we got to see quite a yeah. bit of the firehouse set um but do you know what the dorkiest thing is that i'm excited about in the firehouse set arcade machines or ghostbuster 2 mugs what are we talking about you have the arcade machines correct i am that dorky yes that like it's yeah. star castle and it's missile command like it's mm-hmm. the original mm-hmm. two but i want to be real at first i saw it and my brain originally said oh it's cubert and i was totally wrong <laughs> I, don't, I wanted it to be cubert because that way it would have meant that ghostbusters the video game was canon <laughs> i mean i'm pretty sure uh, there should have an arcade get in arcade in there if i'm not mistaken is you that know? also a game uh, in that because like no, i think it's a- that's Spirits Unleashed game, right? Like that is it. I'm trying to. Well, it's a joke I'm trying to do. I'm oh, trying no. to pull off a joke here. That's another I, one of the Illphonic games. Then I must see. Now I just busted your joke, and I don't mean to. But uh, but I mean from the standpoint that I'm pretty sure that the arcade game that was in the Ghostbusters video game changed between 2009 and remastered mm-hmm. the same way that all the Doritos machines became snack machines uh, in the remastered. But. As well, I thought mm. you were referencing that and now I feel dumb. No, now, no, but. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah, the arcades, I mean, I don't know who of the Ghostbusters is playing arcade cabinets, but I'm I'm glad they're there. <laughs> I no, want to know where they were. They just have them in storage somewhere. They're like, pack up the Star Castle, pack up the missile command. Uh, we gotta <laughs> take those into storage. And then, or did they literally go like, we gotta go out and buy a Star Castle and a missile command, or the firehouse is just not going to be restored yeah yeah <laughs> that, that that is a really weird pickup because i mean arcades they don't really from what i've heard from what i've seen they don't really age the best you know no. a lot of the uh, the interiors and everything so um i just i love the fact the idea the concept that winston is either paying to like refurbish these boards or going out and just buying new arcade cabinets yeah for the firehouse like, like i love that concept there's no way the original crt monitor is in there and still working no 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 way like he's no. had to put some money into like a retro uh you know company to come in and do some retro arcade restoration <laughs> stuff so yeah i don't know it's it, i'm excited though because it's like we got to see the inside of this set and not all of it obviously but like no, no. Ray or Ray. It's not Ray. It's Dan Aykroyd. But he's like sitting at the table where they, you know, yeah. got the last of the petty cash. And there's a Ghostbusters two thermal mug sitting on the table. And you're like, this is ridiculous. Like, where is all this stuff been? 
<laughs> yeah, you know, I, I didn't even really think about that, but it, you know, it's not that cohesiveness where they've been operating obviously for you know thirty five years since Ghostbusters two, right? Like all this had to go somewhere. Yeah, and it was like we're going to reopen the firehouse up, and not only we're going to reopen it, but we're going to make a kind of shoddy looking, you know, testing kind of lab area that is very much in the veins of like what Egon would have or like some of the deleted scenes from like the first Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 that we've seen. We're, we're going to bring back like that weird looking lab. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It, yeah. That, what? But, that, that doesn't make any sense. I Maybe it will make sense in the film, but here's ah, my thought on how it's going to make you're sense. You're breaking my brain with this. Here's my thought on how it's going to make sense. Um, the opening shot of the movie is we pan into Ray's occult books and we come through the door and it is just stacked to the ceiling with packed boxes full of crap <laughs> because he has just had everything that was in the firehouse is crammed into the space of Ray's occult Aww. books. <laughs> he just needs to like have it back there like perfectly. Like it's just you got to put it right back there. Just- I mean, I'm not going to say that's not true. It's like their their chosen vehicle is a 1959 Cadillac. (laughs) Any other business would have by this point said, look, the investment on this is the gas efficiency, the availability of parts, all of this. It's just. (laughs) It, It is kind of funny because like. You know, like as they introduce like new equipment or if they introduce new equipment, like there's no confirmation on, and we're going to get to get like new stuff in this film. But I would just find it so funny that they're going to they're going to be like, hey, you know what? Let's let's do like a new proton pack or let's do a new ghost trap or what have you. Or let's do I'm just thinking of like other Ghostbusters gear. Like let's do like a Ghostbusters like drone or something like that. Yeah. But then, you know what we're going to do? We're going to keep the Cadillac. Right. We're going to upgrade all this other stuff. <laughs> we're going to keep the caddy because that makes sense. Right. Um, but at the same time, like I, I don't want the caddy to go anywhere. Um, well, I, I have I, I, backed off of my earlier statements, having now seen the caddy. Um, and yeah. I haven't really talked in detail about having seen like how the caddy's changed because I don't want to spoil that. Cause I don't really I mean like now we've seen pieces of the car in these videos we got, I mean, they, but they not, showed, the you know, Cadillac. like they, they, they showed it though. They, they yeah. showed those new details. Some of them, yeah. but, um, yeah, you know, like if I will, I'm going to go this far, that there's a, a new red stripe on the Ecto one, yeah. um, which is very clearly that, pe- that you know, that people want to be very vocal about, like, I don't know, like my comment section was just like, people would just, I don't like the, the red stripe. <laughs> I don't like this. I mean, a lot of people liked it too. And they were like, you know, this is, this, this makes the car go faster. It's a stripe. Yay. But, uh, I just love the people that are just like, I don't like this. It's change and I don't like it. I no. Um, Why is the ladder on the wrong side? It's it's, it's the same thing over again. I never watched Afterlife. Um, No, I I mean, obviously, and I I hate to uh, to say this, but we got an extension of the red stripe to sell more toys. I mean, probably that's 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 probably a pretty evident thing. I'll say this. I mean, if that toy is a one twelve Ecto that I can use with my six inch figures. Um, yeah. I will, my dreams will be fulfilled. That'll be okay. Like I'll buy two so I can remove a red stripe from one <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then I can have an original Ecto. Uh, but like, I, and if you haven't seen these photos, like, cause you've been avoiding them, like here's what we're really talking about. The red fins on the Ecto one have now been extended into a red stripe that runs the length of the hood, like up to mm-hmm. the headlights, which looks, I think looks pretty cool. Honestly, I think it looks nice. I, 
adds a little it's pop slick. to the car. It, so yeah, and it, it still has that old school feel. Like to to me, um, I'm not too sure if you watched the video because there's been so much so much fan videos going around there. But the uh, the Casey Neistat video where he like he sees it like on the streets. Yeah, uh, his shots of that vehicle to me still very much give off like that 1984 look. Like there's a couple of shots of it there that he just shows, and it's just like man, like if you removed those slight changes, yeah, like obviously it would look like it came from 84, but just seeing it like in New York and seeing it in the city, like it still has that classic feel and vibe to it. Even sure. with the changes, you know, it, it, it still hits that note. It does. It, there is something about the car in New York, you know, as mm. like, as, as it's backdrop just feels almost natural. And it was, mm. that's why it was so wild to see it in a cornfield, like doing donuts is that it seems so outside of its normal elements when we first got those images, but to see it now, um, in these other pieces of footage, I think has been really, I don't know. It makes me feel good. I, I feel really positive about this movie. I do anyway, obviously, cause I'm a nerdy ghostbusters fan who has a podcast, but like, I feel really good. I know we didn't get a lot of reveals yeah. of plot or a trailer, or I've even joked that by the time we get to this episode, I would be able to say ghostbusters, whatever it's called, as opposed to ghostbusters firehouse. Um, I am so freaking tired of writing untitled ghostbuster sequel or upcoming ghostbuster sequel i just want to say <laughs> ghostbusters you know whatever i know it's not going to be called fire but you know ghostbusters firehouse i want to just name it whatever it's yeah. actually going to be called um because as i said on this podcast before like i try and write the article like i could just call it ghostbusters firehouse but mentally i'm trying to uh you know the people out there that they they find ghostbusters news from google you know they're not necessarily hardcore ghostbuster fans i don't want to lose them and call it ghostbusters firehouse and then explain why it's called ghostbusters firehouse um so yeah i just i just want an official name and honestly that is one of the things that i was really surprised that we did not get for ghostbusters day like i really thought we would get a name i did too i thought we were going to get a name that was my prediction i said i don't think we're gonna get a trailer i don't think we're gonna get a teaser Mm -hmm. i think we're gonna get a name um but to be fair if we think about how this went last time i think we got a poster before we got a name yeah like we got the poster with the rivets in it and we got we we kind of then had this oh it's called rust city thing going on um Mm -hmm. in the fandom you know kind of we knew that was what it was called from the production uh but i don't think we had a name at that point i don't i don't think we got a name until we got a trailer did we I, I I can't even think of when that was, but yeah, it, it was a slow going process for that. Cause I recall uh, when that first day of filming happened and you have like the shot of the Spangler family with Jason and Ivan and everything. And McKinnis holding up like the little kind of, you know, clapper board there. And it says Rust city. That was kind of like that. That's the confirmation. That's Rust city. Like right. there was kind of talks beforehand. That was the confirmation. And then, yeah, I think you're right. It was, it was quite a while to, until we actually heard the afterlife yeah. name. Like, and when it came out, it was like, there was the discussion about how it was called afterlife here, but legacy Mm -hmm. in a bunch of different countries where the word afterlife didn't translate well, or, you know, like whatever, whatever, for whatever reason, like the regionalizations of the movie, I think it was the Italian version is called legacy or something. But like, the point is that like, I don't think we were given anything different, I guess is my point. Like, you know, we didn't get a trailer yet. Then what we also didn't get a title. So but we did get a poster image, which is cool. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, I will say the one other thing I was very excited about was this McKenna Grace TikTok uh, video she did Mm. where she's like singing a song, which I don't know what it is. Um, 
I think it's Alvin and the Chipmunks, but I, it's probably not. <laughs> um, it's not at all. But it's some. Um, it's a high pitched uh, feminine vocalist that I don't. You know. You, who know, you know what, McKenna, I like you. I respect you and everything. But ah, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm a, I'm an old grumpy man when it comes to today's music. I don't get it. I just <laughs> I, I I I mute it and I'm just like ah the firehouse. You know that that's where I kind of stood on it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Artistic integrity be damned. I, I I don't know. I the from what's shown in that. I know you're about to get to it. I I I was blown away. This thing looks better than I could ever have imagined. It looks amazing. Uh, and they yeah. didn't just. This is my biggest thing that has blown my mind, and I've been talking about it for a few months. That when I saw it, it was going to just like wreck me. Mm-hmm. They merged the two spaces. Mm-hmm. They put the L.A. firehouse inside of the New York firehouse. I don't know how, because where footage wise, you can't because the New York firehouse no. is narrower than the L.A. firehouse. But they did it. They somehow managed to put the, the L.A. firehouse inside the New York firehouse. And we got our first ever tracking shot uh, of something. I mean, it's like shot on a cell phone, probably. But we had our first tracking shot of a Ghostbuster leaving the firehouse through the front door and going Mm -hmm. out into the street like we've never seen that before because you always had to make a natural cut because they were leaving one location. And then to Mm -hmm. show them outside, you had to be you had to shoot that in L.A. and then you had to cut to a, a, a shot from New York in order to achieve that magic, right? Like, and now they can leave the firehouse. <laughs> like, it's got that watch seamless them do transition, <laughs> which is going to be awesome when it comes to honestly, like pulling out, like if they're going to drive out of there with the Ecto one, which I mean, you're, you're going to have to do that scene. Sure. The Ecto it's back. It's looking great. You got the fire. There is no way. And the fact that, I mean, when you see the set that they've built that on, like, it's big enough where you can totally have some really cool peeling out, you know, Ecto one shots. And yeah, I mean, they built the, the corner section in like half a block of roadway, like it's just mm-hmm. like around it. And I will say this, they were they, of course, removed because like they made the exterior of hook and ladder eight. It looks just like it. It's crazy. It mm-hmm. went one subtle change, which is that the two spray painted fire symbols on the f- ground, actual hook and ladder eight that have the Ghostbusters logos in them are not there because that would like break the canon of the universe in some way. Mm-hmm. Those were there, but like the sign for Vincent Geo Halloran way or whatever it is that like is the sign that is yeah. dedicated to the firefighter yeah. who was from that firehouse that the city changed it to is accurately there. So I was like, this is cool because it's it is it's like they are not just like okay throw up the firehouse they tried to create the authentic feel of New York around the firehouse it's, too you know so it's going to be such I mean obviously with with uh, you know them doing the filming right now like in the UK in the in in New York as well with the Ecto and everything um, it is going to be such a seamless cut yeah in terms of what they're going to use you know in New York footage and what they're going to use in UK footage like. It's going to be perfect. I mean, I'm sure once it comes out on, you know, DVD, Blu-ray streaming and everything, you're going to have people being like, oh, you know, this this stone is just a little bit off, but it is going to be perfect. It's it's going to look it's going to be incredible just, just yeah. to see that. And, and the fact, too, that it opens up so much more options when it comes to shooting, especially if you have a grand scale threat, like kind of like in the first movie where, you know, you've got Walter Peck shutting down the grid and the explosion happening mm-hmm. and then running out and then all of a sudden being outside. There is so much more they can do now if they have a scene that is kind of similar to that. Yeah. 
No, I agree. And I'm I'm stoked because I'm looking at the amount of green that is around mm. the firehouse. Like, it's so strange if you look at that footage of McKenna dancing in the street because like there's all these green curtains. And that's when you realize, like, oh, this is how they're going to composite like yeah. this firehouse into whatever footage that a second unit shoots in New York. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so they can and do it, tons of stuff like. Uh, right. And there. it's so crazy to what's well, so crazy to look at the difference, too, because going back to like uh, 2016 answer the call, like they did the firehouse, like they recreated it. But even the interior, m- the majority of it was green screen. Right. Like they didn't even like build the walls like they didn't actually get the brickwork up or anything. Right. Uh, I mean, there was a couple areas I believe they did. But for the most part, it was all green screen, like the shots of Kevin in the outro, you know, him answering the phone green screen mm-hmm. behind them. So it, it's crazy to see kind of that change and that jump from where they were to where they are now. Yeah. And it, that it's like, it's the whole firehouse. It's not like, yeah, it it's, it's, it's they, they didn't short change it. And it's the whole firehouse in the respects that it's not just the bottom floor, you right. know, and then they walk somewhere else and this is the second floor. It's connected. Right. Like that's insane. It's nuts. Like, like no, like yeah, that's I mean, not how anything it's, it's really weird to think about this, but it's like, we saw that with afterlife, I guess too, to some extent because they built a whole yeah. house. Right. But like, we don't have any familiarity or connection with how that house is organized or what its spatiality is. It's our first time mm-hmm. seeing it. Every one of us who's ever played with ghostbusters action figures in a firehouse has a conceptual model of what the inside looks like. Anybody who's ever built a Lego firehouse, anybody who's like, yeah. there's so many ways for us to understand that space in a, in a, as a concept. And so to see it all laid out contiguously in that way where it's like, like that's not how sitcoms mm-hmm. work, right? Like it's, it's not like different rooms of different sitcoms exist on a flat stage. It's not like on the full house house mm-hmm. that they built, <laughs> like, it's, you know, Stephanie and DJ's room upstairs. They just build stairs to nowhere, you know? And so it's just, and, and, it's weird to and, think about that, that they actually built the, the space it's in a way it's kind of weird to say this but it's like i feel like they are out wes andersoning wes anderson because mm-hmm. wes anderson's like i do all of my movie making in a series of like doll houses with dolls and like prototype in that way and gill and jason were like well we're gonna get some ghostbusters action figures and we're gonna like work out what we're doing and <laughs> and we're gonna actually just rather than oh we're gonna create a dollhouse feel that, you know, mimics what my play was as a director. Instead, we're just going to build the damn dollhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, OK. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm kind of curious, too, like you're, you're talking about like the layout of the house and everything, because there's people that have played, obviously, the 2009 Ghostbusters game. And then you've got Spirits Unleashed and they've already the both of those games kind of did it where they were like, OK, we're going to fit L.A. into New York. Yeah. But. There's that general layout where you get to the second floor and you've got like the arcades, you got like a little lab and there's kind of that. But then both of those games switch it up so much different where then you have like a living quarters, like Mm -hmm. kind of like a sleeping quarters or you have the lab. Right. You know, you have like a continuation of that lab going back there. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, is this new or, you know, the new movie, are they going to take any kind of like nods or you know, they're going to kind of reuse what they did. Or are they going to do something totally different? And then also the same respects, both of those games, they never, you know, they kind of stopped at the second floor, right? Like what else is up there? Right. Like we know that in the practical, actual real space of the LA firehouse, there mm. was a second floor and a third floor, like the third floor, uh, in the actual LA firehouse when it was built 
was the chief's quarters uh, in the front half mm-hmm. of it. And the back section of it was a hayloft for the horses, um, which yes. you only could get up there. I think from a freight elevator from the basement was if I, if I'm correct about that, I might be, I don't know. I did a podcast about this once, but um, the, that means that like there is in the actual LA firehouse, a third floor space. And does that mean there is one inside the NYC firehouse? I, I don't know. Cause I don't like, <laughs> I don't think the NYC firehouse actually has a third floor. I don't, I could be wrong about that, but I think that hook and ladder eight only has two floors. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I mean, I've never obviously been up there, but I'm just thinking about how, how high that ceiling is and what you'd have above there. And, yeah, it's 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 hard to say. Yeah. So like the continual thing that will be interesting here is how does the space get merged? We see this movie like I want to know more about how do you like how do they defeat the TARDIS problem? Because that's like really the yeah. problem, right? It's like, how do you fit the bigger on the inside thing of the TARDIS? That firehouse is bigger on the inside. The, the L.A. firehouse is <laughs> practically and factually bigger. Um, so how did they maintain the feel? Because it looks it looks right. So how did they do that? What's the magic that they achieved in order to pull it off? Um, what visual effects or art design is pulling off that trickery? Cause it's kind of impressive and I'm so stupid excited about it. So, um, any other comments on McKenna's video or the ghostbusters day video you want to throw out there? Ah, uh, I mean, when it came to, uh, McKenna, when it came to Ghostbusters, I mean, the big thing for me is just, uh, I, I think the positivity of it. <laughs> I mean, McKenna's, the overall quality, the look, the, the set dressing, I mean, it's it's so on point and that kind of extends itself to that, you know, happy Ghostbusters Day video. Yeah. And the fact that, hey, they reference Ghostbusters 2 and me being a Ghostbusters 2 boy, that 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 does, does just made me happy. Having that yeah. hot beverage thermal mug right there on the table. Uh, I know I said that like in, in the news report video on, Go- on the Ghostbusters news YouTube channel, uh, that video, it, it referenced Ghostbusters 2 more than Afterlife ever did. And I know you can be like, oh, raise a cult, whatever. Um, <laughs> they didn't talk about Ghostbusters 2, okay? We got a Ghostbusters 2 mug right there on the table. To me, that, that that's more important. I have to agree with you. I think that like putting that in there was a good nod. I also thought it was a good nod to do for the sequel to afterlife. It was like, this is Mm -hmm. ghostbusters afterlife too. So here is the mug from ghostbusters too. I was like, I don't know if that was the intended joke, but that was the way I took it. Cause I'm a nerd. Uh, but I also was excited about the fact that we got a new logo. Um, and we alluded to this earlier shout out first. I have to say to JD Raymer, a friend of the podcast, because JD has decided that the name of the movie is Ghostbusters Ice House and that the movie is actually a promotion for cheap beer. Um, hmm. which is, but if you haven't seen the logo for some reason, the Ghostbusters logo is covered in ice that is clearly formed from it appears from the bottom up blowing from the left hand corner to the right hand corner like. The wind yeah, has almost like, you know, blown it or something or was, like, like a weird, almost like a, I, I, I don't even know if I want to call it like a, like a slime splash that may have been like, you know, frozen, frozen yeah. or, or something along those lines. But yeah, it's, it's a really cool look. Really yeah. Cool design. I, I actually, I had a lot of people on the, uh, the Ghostbusters news Facebook page being like, oh, that's not ice. That's slime. And, you know, just trying to put their own input in. But yeah, that's, that's totally ice. Yeah. Like it's, it's frozen. It's totally ice. Um, it's going to begin a series of different musical songs and parodies that I begin like, do you want to build a ghost trap? I don't know. Like, but (laughs) because it's frozen, but uh, we don't know what that means yet. We don't know 
why the Ghostbusters logo is frozen. I was trying to think about this in terms of afterlife, like the made the big change we got to the logo there was that there were rivets on things. Mm -hmm. And I'm not really sure if those rivets ever paid off. No, um, (laughs) I mean, rivets, metal, muncher like to eat metal. uh, Okay, you know, that 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 was pretty much all I can really. I mean, the the, the Ecto one was beat up. It was rusted. Yeah. But in terms of rivets and such like that, I I never like I was thinking about it. I was like, what did the rivets have to do with the plot? And I was like, I don't think they did. Like, I just think it was like this sense of stuff both but it, together it, i don't know it it did it did definitely match the aesthetic though and like the the vibe of the film and everything like yeah it really came I, together that's not to that. put down on it as much as i'm like if we're reading a lot into the plot based off the logo yeah. you know I, I feel like it was almost a design choice where it was like okay let's age the logo let's make it look dirty and then uh, what else could we do rivets 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 and they just popped it on there right like yeah just to kind of differentiate a little bit more i do wonder what it would have been like if they had used like a like use the ecto one door like if they just use like the cracked mm. and peel, like faded cracked logo that they ended up putting on the doors, if they had used that as the logo for Afterlife, if it would have had a different reaction than rivets. But at that time, we didn't even know it was called Afterlife. We just got that logo. So, yeah, true. I don't know. But so we don't know anything more than stuff is maybe frozen. I don't know. Like there's a frozen logo. There's frozen slime. Maybe they're going to go into the Starbucks and figure out how to make some great frozen slime drinks. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> By the way, for, for just, I, I, I has no way it's no way connected with this. A couple of years ago, there was that Ghostbusters Starbucks drink. Yeah. Uh, where it was like, Oh, a secret menu item uh, lately. And I have no idea why I'm doing this mainly because I drank one today, but uh, recently I've discovered the Starbucks app and I know it's been around for years, but I've realized now that I can actually get the drink made without having to go in and like directly tell them how to make it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm currently addicted to those Ghostbusters Starbucks secret menu item. I think you need to do a tutorial video on this for people to be like, here's how you can make someone else bring you via Uber Eats. Uh, well, no, no, no. I, I, I go, I, I pick it up. I'm not that lazy. I, I ordered on the app and then I go pick it up. Yeah, but we're Americans. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, then again, I am ordering it in, in June, right? So like when the, the, the cold weather comes and everything, I'll probably, I'll probably, uh, Uber eat it or skip the dish it or whatever. Yeah. Or you'll move, you'll figure out how to invent the hot version of that, uh, via oh. the same app. You'd be like, <laughs> now that'll be like the <laughs> Ghostbusters hot drink. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I would want a hot Ghostbusters. Like we're getting off topic, but I'm like, I don't know that I want a hot Ghostbusters drink. I think I'm afraid of that concept. I'm trying to think if they even had like a hot drink in the uh, Ghostbusters cookbook. Like there was a few I tried in there, like the Gozerian Gozer one. And um, there has to be a hot like, chocolate in there for sure. With Stay Puff marshmallows in it. Okay. Yeah. So there is a hot drink in there. Okay, then. Great. It's a hot toddy. That's what it is. Um, there you yeah. Go. I, I still boast that the Egon mac and cheese is the one of the best mac and cheeses I've ever eaten in my life. I, have, I don't want to get off topic. I know last no, time we... Fine. We talked about Pillsbury Pizza Pockets yes, or Pizza Pops last time where we got into that. But this time around, I just I just want to mention again that Egon Mac and Cheese, if you if you don't have the Ghostbusters cookbook. Just a wonderful, wonderful pickup. Yeah. And Jen Fujikawa wrote that book. And 
that book is fun because it's got tons of great artwork in it too. Like even if you are not into cooking, uh, half the reason to look at that book is because you can look at a bunch of delicious Ghostbusters inspired things and be like, <laughs> I want that's that's great. Somebody like actually got marshmallows and drew faces on them and like took these I'm photos. Actually, yeah, I'm really actually looking forward to the release of uh, Firehouse, whatever. Um, because like some of their marketing for ghost core, when it came to afterlife, like all those, uh, like the gin was putting together and such like that, like a lot of those, uh, videos they were uploading to the official ghostbusters, YouTube channel of like the cooking videos yes. and like the little recipe videos, they were just stupid fun. Yeah. I'm really hoping that ghost core, they do more internal stuff like that with, with the new release. And actually shout out to Troy Benjamin who shot those. Yes. And exactly. who had, exactly. gave us our first reveal of the score in those videos from afterlife right. was where we got our first like right. kicks at the tunes from the mini puffed scene was with the reveal of food. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's like, look, I, people could be like, we didn't get Ghostbusters food from Ghost Core for Ghostbusters Day. Um, no, like you didn't. Um, you, you didn't get a trailer and you didn't get a title, but you did get a new logo and it's already been plastered on like at least six different things available on eBay by bootleggers, which Mm -hmm, <laughs> it mm -hmm. makes me excited and i'm like yay the bootleg market is already happening isn't this fantastic <laughs> um yeah like that's how you gauge how good a, a movie is going to do is the bootleg market right? right so this 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 spells good for ghostbusters i was gonna say gb max has already done uh multiple versions of mock-ups of things based on it so everything is going well um in the fandom that's the way i'm looking at it but there were a couple other things like came out of studio that i thought were cool like not studio necessarily but people involved with the production like um, Aryan, you know, who's done the visual effects and mm -hmm. the creature stuff for, for, for afterlife. And now for this movie, um, posted the actual, like an up close, um, still of the crew hat that was on Emily Allen Lid's head and also posted like a really heartwarming message about a child that like he wanted people to be aware of from Ghostbusters day, which was kind of cool. Like, yeah, I actually messaged him back. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do anything, but I've been trying to get like maybe like a, like a home address or even like something we can kind of like ship to Aryan and he can then ship to the kid. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like, you know, people around the community maybe want to send him the gifts or something. So, uh, keep posted on that. Yeah. I mean, I just thought it was yeah. cool. It was like, even if we didn't get, you know, a big to do, um, the same way that maybe some people were thinking and hoping for, because they were like, Oh, it's ghostbusters day. And it's the movie's coming out in December. I think that we had a pretty good day, uh, in terms of stuff we did get to find out. I'm not disappointed. And I think this is the one of the big things I would put out there and just remind folks, if you were disappointed about this year's Ghostbusters Day, um, there's a lot that a studio can't do right now, especially if it involves writing something like it's kind of mm -hmm. not surprising to me that we got a video that was just like, happy Ghostbusters Day, happy Ghostbusters Day, happy Ghostbusters Day, happy Ghostbusters Day and congrats to the OGs. And then like Dan Aykroyd. Being like, happy Ghostbusters Day, and I'm Dan Aykroyd, and I get to say whatever I want. And then, like, <laughs> because anything else would have had to have been, like, a scripted thing. And that would require someone to write it. And that person likely would have had to have been a writer in the guild because it's for the production. So, you know, I think that there's a, a point where you can go, what could they reasonably give us in a context where writers can't create stuff? And where the focus probably right now is on trying to get the movie done, given that there's the potential for a SAG strike that could happen by the end of the month. So if you're disappointed, yeah. I think keep in mind that there's a practical reality in the world going on out there and that 
to be real, we all survived far worse with the with the last lead up to the last movie of changes and differences and all kinds of stuff. But that's just me. So I might not be speaking for you. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree there. Um, one thing, actually, I don't think we actually we, we, we didn't touch on or mention the happy Ghostbusters Day video. Yeah. They used the Ghostbusters 2016 trailer song in that, which I thought was quite a bit kind of interesting. Did they? Yeah. Didn't it's like that. The, it. the, the original trailer music where, um, you know, the Patty, uh, the power of Patty compels you and everything like that one was like, well, I mean, you guys know the theme song. Yeah. But like that kind of remix rendition, that's what they used, which was really surprising to me. I'm, which I'm all for it because I, I love that version of the song. And it's to me, it's a crime that they've never actually like released it. Um, this yeah, is the one yeah, that's no, like the orchestral one. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. The one that kind of yeah. begins with, you know, uh, years ago, four scientists in New York and it has like that little piano intro yep. and everything. And then it kicks in like really hard. That's what they use for the Ghostbusters Day video. I did not notice that. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. I was going to bring it up, (laughs) but then I thought, you know what? Maybe not. (laughs) Just people get it. People get a little saucy when it comes to talking about anything. 2016. I thought, you know what? Let's, let's talk about this. And then, you know, I thought, oh, the lack of Bill Murray and using 2016's music, eh, you know, it may, may irritate a couple people. That's must be why, um, why Paul Feig was at Dan Aykroyd's liquor bottle signing because he was there to talk to him about the music. No, I'm just oh, making you, that up. Ha, have you not confirmed the spoiler that Paul Feig is he's he's got a cameo in the new film? <laughs> <laughs> That's not uh, real, everyone. I don't I'm need just, a million emails. <laughs> Neither does Jason. <laughs> no, no, they can forward it all to you. What's your email address? You can give it out here. Oh, <laughs> um, it's webmaster. And no, 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 no. We don't need that. We don't need that. But. Uh, yeah, yeah. Paul Feig is uh, he's not going to be in the new. Well, I mean, he may be. Who knows? But um, it would be kind of funny if he happen. had a cameo in the new one. Like if he just like showed up and everybody was like, why is he there? <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? OK, they bring Slimer back and he just slimes Paul like one quick scene. That's all we need. Paul just comes out with like a nice suit, just gets all just I mean, because he always wears a suit. Of right? course. Um, and he just gets slimed and that's it. And. That'd be great. I, why not? Why not? I know a lot of people are like, I, this is why not. But why not? Come on now. Oh, God. Paul Feig. That would drive the people fact crazy, too, but it would be kind of amazing. Um. I, I, I like the fact that like, when it comes to Feig, everybody's just like, ah, oh, you know, he's uh, Paul Feig. They, get, they raise their fists up in the air. But when it comes to any moments of Feig being around fans, everything is so cordial. Yes. I love it so much. The fans are no, nothing but amazing to Feig. And Fig, honestly, he's been great to the fans when it comes to public settings and everything. Like he's been awesome. Yeah, he um, came to FanFest and was not even like an advertised guest and signed like and was like totally cool to everybody. And, um, yeah. you know, I mean, like, I think that he had his war with people on Twitter. I feel like that entire scenario, like not to abstract into 2016, but like mm-hmm. that entire scenario just could have probably not been what it was if Twitter didn't exist. <laughs> like, that, yeah, it was basically Twitter beef that. It, it it was that it was that 2015 going into 2016 times, man. Like, uh, you know, uh, social media was a hotbed. It's still a hotbed more than sure. ever. But um, yeah, it, it it definitely fueled a lot of that. But I think like that was his early exposure to the fans while he was making a movie was like, who mm. are these people? These people on Twitter that are just why are they coming at us? And what is that's you know, I think that's part of um, what he dealt with. And it was kind of nice to see him like not to get away from the Ghostbusters day thing, but when he showed up at that signing, 
he was embraced by people who were there and he saw and he wasn't totally. he didn't like show up to do like, oh, I'm going to saw. He showed up and came around the corner to basically be like, oh, I'm going to check this out and was kind of surprised that what was going on. So um, I don't know. It's kind of neat. But the other stuff that happened mm-hmm. Ghostbusters day wise, we found out what the Dark Horse comic books characters might look like. We got some sketches yeah, of really early. I'm assuming early concept art for that one. Yeah. Um, which is good. I mean, I know a lot of people were like, ah, you know, it looks different from IDW comics. And it was like, yes, of course, it's a different artist. Yeah. You know, different publisher. And, and and a very I, different I wanted, art style, it seems potentially, you know, like that. Yeah. Someone asked, um, I don't remember where I saw it. So if this was you out there on the Internet and I'm stealing your words, I'm sorry. Uh, but somebody who I saw on the Internet asked if that was going to be a comic book strip in the newspaper based off like the char- the character designs. I guess they felt it evoked something like Family Circus. And they were like, is this going to be in the newspaper every week? And I was like, no, but that's amazing. <laughs> like, I don't even know if newspapers still exist. I think they do, but print they is do. dead. They do. Um, but I, I love the fact, too, though, that uh, I mean, obviously, uh, if, if we're going with what was said uh, last year, during Ghostbusters Day, uh, this is going to kind of carry that canon through, right? Between the the Gil the Gil Keenan Jason Reitman canon and everything, like it's going to kind of continue on that. So yeah, uh, it'll be kind of cool to see the narrative that we we get with this uh, Dark Horse comics. Yeah, I actually I don't know if there's I don't know where I saw this, but someone was suggesting that it might end up being um, a story that bridges, like mm-hmm. the two movies. It kind of like tells the story of the move. To New York, and I don't. That's not that's not been announced or anything, anybody. But it's just like I read that as somebody pitched that as a potential idea for the comic book, and I was like, that would be kind of cool. Um, and it reminded me that like that was a thing Kevin Smith did, that he did um, yeah. a book called Chasing Dogma, that was essentially a graphic novel that told the story of how Jay and Silent Bob got from New Jersey to Illinois um for you know from for dogma so how did they get there and like in the movie the story is that they went there because um they were trying to find john hughes's neighborhood Shermer, illinois from all the john hughes movies but there's a whole adventure that gets them there and it's all only in print you know so it's just like i thought i'm wondering if that's what they're gonna do with this but i don't know i mean i i kind of hope they do because like i don't think we need another going into business story no right like that's pretty much what all the Ghostbuster films have has been. And obviously there is going to be that discovery element to the next film. And, you know, everybody kind of picking up a proton pack either for the first time or kind of getting more used to it or, you know, whatever it's going to be. But I, I don't think we need to revisit those same kind of plot points of like, okay, first, you know, 20 minutes, this is kind of the setup and then 30 minutes in, okay, here's the bust. You can definitely, I think, get to the action a little bit quicker this right. time around, especially if you hit New York city and they're, I don't think necessarily pre-established because you do need to explain why is Phoebe here? Why are the Spanglers here? Sure. How, how is Winston making his money? But right. I think that you could potentially have a five years later, right? Like you could start out mm-hmm. this movie and you could be like, okay, well it goes afterlife came out in 2021, but it was shot in like 2019. So yeah, would, if this movie comes out delays. in late 2023, early 2024, narratively, you could be like five years later. And so they're already up and running. They're out doing busts and whatnot. And so maybe the comic book tells the story in between. Who knows? I have no idea. But I will say this. I was a little bit surprised 
to see those characters as the ones featured to us, because when the comic book was teased to us at FanFest or EctoFest last year, it was teased as telling a story of another period in Ghostbusters. And so some of us were like, oh, maybe they're going to go like do like the time period between like, you know, 89 and afterlife. Like that's what I kind of assume, like where Egon kind of goes a little spacey and like leaves the group and everything. And that's kind of like the falling out of the Ghostbusters, like something maybe like that. Yeah. But uh, and I mean, who's to say it's not going to include them? It could. Because it's a multiple issue, like limited run, if I'm not mistaken. So if they are going to do that, who's to say, you know, the first couple issues is that. And then then we pick it up where, you know, post a post afterlife world. Um, Yeah. But I mean, from what it's showing right now, obviously, we do know the Spenglers. We know Gruberson. He's going to be in it. Yep. And uh, from the art style right now and from the artists, like uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm I'm, yeah. I'm pumped to see Ghostbusters return to comics. I mean, that was something for me every month I was I was going out and I was, you know, I was grabbing the new IDW. So I will certainly support the Dark Horse. And I'm really hoping that this is a success and it's not just a, you know, one off limited time event and it can continue. You know, we can maybe see it pick up for an actual, you know, nine year, 10 year run in similar fashion to what IDW had. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, I'm actually have to say that I'm kind of excited to see a, an art style that was I mean. I'm sure it's concept, but it kind of felt like line drawings. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I like this because it feels almost like it's going to be like story driven rather than, oh, my God, look at all that intense artwork. <laughs> like and I admit to getting <laughs> overwhelmed sometimes by looking at comic book art. I love it, but it's also like can be very distracting to me from the actual story that's being told because it's so vibrant. Mm. And then all the text is in these tiny little boxes that I feel like the art sometimes takes precedence over the story. So that's, that's how I I really felt about like years ago when they did the, uh, the 88 miles per hour Ghostbusters comic. Yeah. Like it was just, there was so much stuff going on that everything just kind of got, I think the story kind of got like tossed aside. Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer because at the time that was one of our very first, like, big grand scale continuations of the Ghostbusters story post Ghostbusters 2, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, there was like the, the novelization of like help or not help in, but, uh, or was it, what do they call that one there? The, the, the novel. Was oh, it? I can't remember. Ghostbusters return. Um, but there was the novel and then they also had, uh, yeah, the 88 miles per hour. Like, I mean, that was back in the day when we were starving for Ghostbusters content. Oh yeah. And <laughs> yeah, that's those like are dark times. 2000 and I don't know, like five. Like it's I mean it's there's there's <laughs> nothing going on, yeah. Um, like I don't even that's like probably before the 25th anniversary in 2009. <laughs> like where that really kind of one of the, one of those moments that kicked off some content was like, oh, we can do a, a re-release of this stuff on you know DVD with a director's commentary or whatever because there was an anniversary, you know. But I don't know. The other big thing that came out that was not directly coming out of Ghost Core, but was still kind of official. Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, like Ilphonic, kind mm. of ruled the day on <laughs> on releasing stuff because yeah, they announced that Sam Hain is coming to Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. Wait a wait a minute, they did not announce him that he was coming. Well, they teased Let's just clear him. that they're merely speculation at this point. But yeah, I thought they confirmed it. Uh, I mean, they posted a thing that was like, "Ooh, what's going on." I don't know. It was it was secrecy. I don't know. I don't think they came out and said it. But yeah, to 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 for what you just said, Sam Hain, Sam Hain, Sam Hain, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to pronounce it, 
He, he's coming to Spirits Unleashed. No it doubt. looks like it anyway. I mean, like, look, they yeah. gave us the courtroom like uh, level and I was like, Scalari Brothers, and we didn't get them. Uh, but it seems like the next DLC is teasing the presence of Sam Hain, which I, I think yeah. would be outside of Slimer. I think that's the first ghost that's pulled in. Well, I guess the terror dog is. I guess that's true. The last DLC did we include have the spectral, a terror dog. Yeah. But it's I think it's the first real Ghostbusters ghost. Like if you don't count Slimer because he's in so many other things. But um, yeah, like they gave us extreme Ghostbusters skins and things. And so now they're going to give us a real Ghostbusters ghost, which is kind of cool. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. I think that's pretty neat. And it'll be cool to see if they continue to draw upon like existing ghost characters and whatnot. And this is the other thing I was thinking about is that. If they're going to do that, they may be doing exactly what they did with the last sets of ghosts which is that it's a new class of ghost and -hmm. it'll have three different skins. And so they are slightly different. One of them may be him, but if they do me right, they'll do three skins and one of them will be him. And one of them will be Sandman. And one of them will be boogeyman. Like they'll somehow be the same class of like animator, right? would be like, and make them animated ghosts and call them and like based off the animation, call them animators and let them have like powers of moving stuff around. And that's I, there you go. Elphonic. (laughs) That would, that would be, that would be so good. And I mean, there's only been two free DLCs thus far released. Yeah. Obviously, obviously Samhain being in the, you know, third or fourth, whatever it is. At this point, it's a pretty good assumption that almost every DLC is going to include something real Ghostbusters. Like that, that's kind of the trend at this yeah. point. Um, and whether or not, well, like whatever else is included. But I mean, for if you're, if you're going to do three ghosts from the Ghostbusters, like real Ghostbusters. Yeah. Well, like what you said, Samhain, Boogeyman, Sandman, like that is your your trio. Yeah. And man, that would be that would be so good, especially I'm I'm a, I'm such a mark for Sandman. And he's a character that I've always wanted just to be featured in more stuff. I've always wanted like a legit Sandman action figure. Mm-hmm. And I know people, they, they love the, they love the boogeyman. Okay, great. But Sandman, he's my boy. Yeah. When you ask a ghost, like real Ghostbusters villains, like those are the three, like that's, mm-hmm. that's the trifecta to me of like, they represent probably the scariest episodes as a kid, but also like the mm-hmm. best stories. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with it. I'm not going to hold out hope that we get all three, but if we get one of them, I'll be very happy because that's I, I'm just thinking from a like a like a playability standpoint, like I could definitely see uh, Samhain and uh, Sandman sharing the same. Yeah, I'm just thinking because like you've got Boogeyman who's he's definitely he doesn't really fly, right? He's more of a walker. And yeah, he has hooves kinda, like more, he yeah. walks on legs. So, and I don't think there is a ghost that does that at all right now. I think they all Every, float, everything's so. aerial based, right? Yeah. So I could I could see the other two definitely going in there. And even the uh, like I'm just thinking of like their abilities, like the Sandman doing his whole like spraying of like the sandman dust and everything and making the ghostbusters fall asleep mm-hmm. and you could definitely adapt that to Samhain too like you could do something a little you know quasi different with him or just not have that perk right yeah you could do like um, like set like you could do um one of them could do like instant horrify like mm-hmm. that if that was the power they have was just to instantly horrify slime and instantly horrify the ghostbuster in which case like they can't um console any of the people that's when they're horrified they get their vision for those of us who don't play this game you're like dude you play too much of it yes i know um <laughs> but like if you're horrified your vision goes dark and you can't make any of the civilians feel better so you can't like console them to calm them down and so it actually drives the haunt up because the ghostbusters are freaked out um so 
Yeah, you could do that like for one of them. And then the other one, you could have them possess them or make them, you know, just make their vision go dark like they fell asleep or something would be kind of cool. But yeah, I don't know. Like, there you go, Elphonic. There's my suggestion. Um, And I have to say, I know I have different points in my life on this podcast said things about that game where I was like, fix these bugs. But I have to say, I've been playing a lot of Spirits Unleashed again with like we're at patch 1.5.3 and it is without question the most stable uh, that the game has been since release. I really that there's not a situation at this point where I'm like dropping out of games because something is broken. Uh, so good job, Ilphonic. Thanks for that. You guys rock, especially because they also gave like fifty nine hundred dollars to gamers outreach from a live stream. So that's awesome. Way yeah, to go, guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, I mean, they did like a bunch of drops and everything for people that were we're watching their stream on Ghostbusters Day, you know, a bunch of DLC codes for some of their other games and um, some of the Necroplast skins and everything. And uh, I, ju- I stopped in for a little bit. It was a fun, a fun little watch there and everything. They were doing an interview with the uh, the gamers outreach uh, individuals. And yeah, it was seemed to be a fun time. And I mean, obviously that donation is going to hopefully go a pretty long way for them. It's a, an amazing cause. Um, but one thing I know we just already talked about the trailer, but one thing we I don't think we really mentioned is it's coming out for Switch. Yeah, that was next to my like, list for us to talk about. Is that the was the Ecto point edition. of the trailer, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, Sam Hain, to me, like, that's <laughs> that's what I'm really excited about. But I'm, I, I guess at the same time, I'm going to have to buy Ghostbuster Spirits Unleashed on another console. See, I don't have a Switch, so that's why it didn't matter to me. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, but no, the, the the idea of Ghostbusters, you know, Spirits Unleashed on the go, that that excites me. Yeah. Um, uh, but my interpretation was that the cross play that exists with the other consoles may not mm-hmm. exist on the Switch version of it. Well, I hope I hope it does, because I I'm hope reporting otherwise now. But um, I got I got to reread my, uh, my, my, my they sent me a press release regarding the, the cross play and everything. And I'm pretty sure they said it would would be across the board. So if like for well, PC players, Epic. So yeah. I don't get press releases. I'm not actually press. You are. That's your Ghostbusters nah, news. Ah, uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> they sent me a cooler. That's they did. <laughs> they did send you a cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh if you follow spirits unleashed online they've been advertising this they had a contest for um this yeti cooler that is just a yeti cooler and they slapped the ghostbusters logo on the top of it and uh, they were doing a contest for like the coolest collections and then they sent them to like a bunch of social media influencers and i randomly got one somehow but everybody all these influencers they got a copy of the game inside i opened mine up no game just instructions of like how to take care of my Yeti cooler. <laughs> That's because like, you already have the game. It's or they, they know. Well, I, well, I know, I know, I, I know that, but I'm just, I'm just saying like, I don't know. I, I'm more surprised the fact that a cooler needs instructions. That That's, was my. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, if it had been me with my level of stupid, like anxiety about things in this, I'd have been like, they, they just don't want me to come play the game anymore. They just, that this yeah. is their way of saying, go and get yourself some nice cold drinks and you stay over there. <laughs> just, just, just stay over there. Don't, don't, don't talk about this game. Please don't. You can report on it. Maybe you can kind of, you know, you can spread it around, but just don't play it anymore. Just stop. Stop hopping yeah. around in a starfish and hiding on top of a whale or, um, yeah, that's, that's a thing. Um, or these are, this is my fun things where I let, let people know who play this game, who might ever run. If you ever run into the guy who's in the starfish on top of the whale, it's probably me or the guy who's behind whoa, whoa. the couch. Being inside a starfish and hopping onto a whale, that 
I thought you're, okay, never mind. I, I mean, I do that every day. I mean, I'm not even in the game. I mean, that's just my. Oh life. no, that's but like, uh, this yeah. is a thing. If you've never done this, the starfish can hop multiple mm-hmm. times. Oh yeah. So if you like jump, 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 flip, you can get four leaps out of the starfish in Spirits Unleashed, and reach really high spaces with it, which is a great way to hide places or to hide rifts in places that people would never ever look hint i I like how (laughs) i I love how you're like hey the game is so balanced now it's fantastic but what i'm going to do is i'm going to tell you how you can maybe never necessarily break the game but uh, you know use use these mechanics for your advantage these are mechanics i have been using since like week one (laughs) so i don't feel bad because (laughs) okay I have been hiding starfish on top of the whale in the museum since at least November. <laughs> and I mean, like when it when it comes to the game, like it doesn't make them unattainable, right? Like no. you, you can you, you can still get to them and everything. You so can still fine. get to everything. I never do anything that is that doesn't let people find them. I have all sorts of cheap moves. Um <laughs> <laughs> when they come out with a new level, I will develop all new cheap moves. <laughs> That's <laughs> Ah. Ha ha ha. There we go. Ha ha. So the other thing was soundtrack. Yes. That's been something people have been asking for for, I mean, well, since release six months ago. Yeah. So the Spirits Unleashed digital version of the soundtrack is now out. Um, no sign yet on a hard copy release of the soundtrack. I don't know. If we'll actually see that. But uh, if you are into the music from Spirits Unleashed and you can now go and like listen to the original arrangements of that stuff without any of the people yelling things over it and for people who who you know they they don't play the game just because they're not a you know asymmetrical fan or anything uh check out the soundtrack because i mean there's a lot of stuff on there that they definitely take cues from the old like elmer bernstein score um you know they definitely pay homage to that yeah but uh, there's some really great like set pieces music pieces on that on that album yeah no that's um that there's some good music in that i think that it really helps to like provide the um appeal of a Ghostbusters game. It's not the same songs like from prior movies. It's not like you said, it's inspired by it kind of takes notes from, but it's its own thing. It's kind of got its own soundtrack and its own feel to it while sounding like a Ghostbusters thing. So um, I dig it. And that's a, that's kind of a weird thing that, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of off topic a little bit here, but kind of going back, retreading a little bit. Um, the fact that Spirits Unleashed, you know, they, they, they paid homage, they did their own thing. When you got the new film coming out, Afterlife, like they relied so much on that Bernstein score, like going back and updating it and kind of doing their own, trying to do their own thing with it. But it was still very much Bernstein, yeah. right? Um, the next film coming out, I feel like it's almost like you you shouldn't go back to that again. Like you need to do something new. You need to do kind of you, you got to reinvent it a little bit when it you comes want, to the song. Right? You want like, Hans Zimmer to do it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Like to me, there's so much of that. Like when I hear that Bernstein score, when I hear Afterlife. I almost feel like it's tied to Gozer. Like that is so much of a, yeah. like some of the, the, those unique kind of instruments and everything that are used there. But I feel like the next film, it, it's got to do something new. It's got to reinvent it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, and Ghostbusters 2 has a different feel to it, obviously, because, you know, you're getting mm. like the, the, what is it? Edelman? Randy Edelman. Yeah. So there you go. I'm like, I, there. I got your back, Randy. I almost said Murray. And I was like, nope, that's <laughs> Murray Gold. Who's the guy who does, the the Doctor Who stuff for a while. So I think you're kind of right. I, I would like to hear like probably 
things that reference back to that, but I would like to hear some new, you know, original pieces that are not just kind of reiterations or I don't want to, I don't want to talk negatively about that because I really do enjoy the afterlife score. I think oh, it's, it's, it's really a great, great score. And so I don't mean and that in a sense where it's like, ah, oh, it's a rehash of the other thing and it's bad, but I think it makes a very strong set of callbacks in the same way that it has to. It's kind of setting the tone for um, a film. I mean, it's calling it back mirrors, an entire franchise. Exactly. It, it mirrors the film perfectly in yeah. terms of those callbacks, those nods and everything. And uh, when you do have so much, you know, of a return to form, um, you expect that. Yeah, I agree. Um, so what we talked about the soundtrack for Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. Was there anything else that mm-hmm. like at official release level that we haven't covered? Am I forgetting anything? I, I think that was about it when it came to uh, this year's Ghostbusters. I'm just kind of looking over some notes. Because right like the rest of Ghostbusters Day, I have to say, like. The fans ruled it. Like, yeah, I f- mean, it, the, the only other thing I could possibly think of is the fact that uh, and they weren't even like Ghostbusters Day, you know, like last week we had the, uh, you know, the Ghostbusters VR kind of trailer that came out. Oh, there right. Was that. And then we had um, they, in fact, made a post on Ghostbusters Day. Yeah. That said all of our secrets are locked up for Ghostbusters Day. <laughs> yeah, they were just straight up like, no, nah, we're not we're not revealing. We're not showing anything whatsoever. Um, but I do want to point out. Because my thing is, um, is, you know, I, I like a nice rear end. Let me, let's be real here. And let me, in, more, in particular, I like a nice Slimer rear end. And um, Premium Collectible Studios, even though they didn't mention it on Ghostbusters Day, it was like, I believe the night before, uh, they showed off the sculpt of their upcoming Slimer. Yeah. Uh, that's, they have coming out. And I got to give them props here because to me, this is one of the very first actual like officially licensed slimers that is actually kind of looking like slimer yeah 84 film um and i i know it was funny the other day on uh on instagram um phantasm toys they kind of pointed out they were like hey you know what we kind of feel like we we opened up the floodgates here they released their slime ball that was (laughs) so good and like that thing sold so well and i think ghost core they probably took notice and I'm not saying that for years now they were the ones that were telling companies not to include Slimer's big old booty, but <laughs> Premium Collectible Studios they they showed their race stance, they showed their Egon, and they surprised people at Monster Palooza this year. They showed off a Slimer, yeah, and that thing's that thing's got our backside, it's got a rear end, and I I could not be more excited for this. Thing. It looks great. <laughs> we talked about it that on so this good. podcast last week in terms of headlines, really quick um, about yeah. you know them revealing it at Monster Palooza. And I did not talk about the Slimer's booty, but I knew you were coming here uh, the following well, week. And I was like, <laughs> we're going to end up talking about it. So you did it. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I, and it was funny, too, because like I posted the images. I, I did the article on the site. And then the photographer for Premium Collectible Studios messaged me. It's like, hey, thanks so much for those pics and everything. And uh, it was just a thing of like, hey, you got any more? You, got, you, got, you know, you got any of those backside photos? <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's so weird because I, I, to, to message people that, that may not be familiar with my body. I just want to say, while I like Slimer's butt, I don't have a weird, uh, fetish for it. I don't want to, <laughs> I know we're getting over down a weird road here. I like it, but I'm not attracted to it. I'm Let me just, just saying, be clear with that here. I, what mm. I'm hearing you say is that the next Ghostbusters news music video starts out with, I like big butts, <laughs> you know, and. We, we, I did the, I did the Slimer butt video for the Phantasm Toys slime ball figure and the amount of people that were like, Hey, 
are you going to make a full version of that song? There was a lot. <laughs> and I'm just saying, Premium Collectible Studios, if you're listening and you want to you hook up for the launch of this Slimer, I'm here. All right. I'll, I'll, cut, a, I'll cut a four minute Sir Mix a lot. <laughs> no, you have to be Sir Slimes a lot. You have to, oh, like, man. that's, you have to, you have to personify this and make it all an entire Slimer themed thing. So you can be Sir oh. Slimes a lot. And you can do that song. There's I'm going to grant permission to this, even though you I have no power whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Sir mix a lot there. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I'm 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 pretty amped for for premium collectible studio. They're releasing everything. But uh, outside of that, I mean, that that's just kind of like grabbing at straws there, because everything else, as you were saying, I mean, was fan based. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it came the, from the fans. The closest that you would say is not fan based is like Bull Airs had the shoes that they released. Um, that were like Ghostbusters day, uh, release day for some shoes that were $400 and that look really cool, but I can't afford to not wear. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, 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 they're not, they're not licensed. Um, no, they're not. Su- um, that's surprisingly, true. um, that's, they're I mean, not really fan. Like, I don't know if you want to call them fan, you know, I, they're I unlicensed. No, like. I am so perplexed in this day and age when it comes to legal copyright. <laughs> like, <laughs> holy crap. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, po- I post almost anything and everything. If I think the quality of it's good, I'll post it. Right. But, like, I am so surprised that Sony, Ghost Core, they've not come along and they're like, what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> like, really? What? Are-? Because, like, Bull Airs, they, they show off these, these uh, Ghostbuster shoes, the, the Ghostbuster ones, the Stay Puft ones, which, by the way, they're on display this weekend at um, Niagara Falls Comic Con. Oh, nice. And... Adriana Munez of the Ontario Ghostbusters, she sent me some like in-hand photos of the things and they are gorgeous. Like the actual Ghostbusters shoes, they are so good. Uh, they've got the, um, one of my favorite details is the actual strap on the top of the shoe that looks like one of the straps from the Proton Pack, like yeah. the Alice frame. It, it is replicated so well. But yeah, for the, uh, the cost, I don't know, man. Um, I, I know I would never wear them because as soon as there's like a mark on them, I would, it would ruin me. <laughs> right. Um, and I'm not, I'm not in that market. I'm not really in the, uh, I have some of the K Swiss stuff. I have some, I have like one or two pairs of the Reeboks, but, um, I had to tap out with that second line of Reeboks and I've not re-entered the Ghostbusters shoe space since then. That Ghostbusters uniform shoe. What I like about it is it has elements of the uniform throughout. So it's like part of the shoe looks like a gray shoulder pad, like our elbow pad. Like part of it looks like the khaki colors of the, sh- of the actual mm-hmm. uniform. Part of it looks like the black sh- you know portion of a boot. And so it's just like all of these different pieces of the uniform are on it as opposed to, Hey, let's just put a lot of weird greeblies on a shoe. <laughs> and yeah. And, and I mean, as you're saying, like, and it, it's that weird discovery where, you know, as you're looking at the the Reebok one, like the Ghost Smasher, you're like, oh, okay, so they did this. I guess this is kind of made to represent this. Yeah. Okay. But when you look at uh, the Bull Airs, it's evident. Like, you know, like, oh, it, it, like you see like that elbow pad and you're like, oh, that's, that's the elbow pad. That's right. really cool. You see the key fob. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a key fob. Yep. Oh man, that's so cool. And it just, it just kind of stacks upon stacks of like, ah, oh, that's so awesome. And then you see the price point and you're like, Okay. Ouch. I, I get it. Ouch. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I would, I would love a pair. Um, I may, I may pull the trigger. I don't know. I'm on the fence, especially when it comes to, I think if I was to grab one, I'd grab the, the, the combo where you get like one of each. Yeah. Just because I'm never going to wear them out in public. Right. And to have one of each is just, 
I mean, the Ghostbuster one and then the uh, the Stay Puft. If you do that, you know, do you get yeah. one of each? Where like, are they? Do you get two lefts, or do you get a left and a right? No, you get a you get get a left and a right. Okay, yeah, yeah, you get the left and the right. I was like, how does that work? Like, can you like then wear one of each on each foot? And just have mismatched shoes, or <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. But no, I like I didn't realize they were doing that. Um, I still can't manage to afford that right now, but. <laughs> now it's like well it's, i'll just get one of each it'll be fine it, it's weird too like uh, um because uh, obviously like i post a lot of this stuff i post pretty much everything when it comes to like the really i consider the really well well, well fan-made stuff like the stuff yeah. that almost blurs the line of official and unofficial and it it is kind of weird sometimes because you know you have companies like bull airs and I mean, the cost of like doing like a, like a, an Air Jordan one or what have you there, there's such, there's already that cost involved that people, they're a little bit rocked by the price because they're like, oh, you know what? You don't have the license. Why are you charging so much? But there is a cost to actually make it. And Absolutely. obviously they want, they, 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 they want to make money back and everything. And uh, well, at the same time too, you, you look at like, you know, some of the independent toy companies and sometimes they get heat in terms of like, oh, you're charging this much because you don't have a license. But this is not a full scale operation. No, it's an you know, economy like of scale a, question, right? Like that's part of the yeah. issue. It's like if you're Hasbro and you're going to make 2 million Venkman figures, <laughs> you know, like you can be like, this is what they're going to cost. But when you're a person who's going to make 200 of something, um, that costs you more money, like because you can't buy materials, parts, you're not setting up an assembly line as an individual doing stuff. You know, so it's like I do get it when I see the Bull Air stuff. It's like, OK, these are like hand custom made. It's not like it's and, just... and that's they are custom made, right? Like that's yeah. that, that's that's a huge point to it. And even like, uh, you know, going back to the, the toy companies or like the guys that just do their own thing, like you got TCU toys that they're doing their Ghostbusters and you got Phantasm like Phantasm surprised the heck out of me because they seem like they really they do a great job at testing the waters, I think, with some of their smaller releases, because I was the one that came to them and I was like, hey, you know what? I really want ghost smasher companion ghosts yeah can you make this happen and they were just like yeah and then it was like <laughs> you know what do you mind if we just like release these like we made the sculpts and they turned out really good can we can we see what the response i'm like yeah sure you know release them i mean the fact that like i've always wanted the ghost smashers i recently got them recently acquired them and the fact that i can have like some weird key hand and other fans getting ghost smasher toys that are you know bootlegs of knockoffs right it entertains the hell out of me. Um, but I, I love the fact, though, that you do have these toy companies now, these independent toy studios and everything that and, and even like the independent um, clothing studios or clothing companies like like Bull Airs that they're doing their own thing. But again, it, it, it really is blurring the lines of that whole copyright. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think that that's a I think that that's a sticky wicket for people to navigate. And I would love to see more awesome shoes in the wild uh you know as well so reebok take notes or uh ghost core uh license with cooler shoe companies at larger margins <laughs> um, and <laughs> and greater economic uh economies of scale we should talk for a couple minutes about a couple franchise things we talked about buffalo and what's going on with buffalo like because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know as you and i are recording this on saturday uh because that's just you know let people know how the sausage is made uh it is the weekend and literally the buffalo event is happening as you and i are talking and it looks amazing so i just want to say to them like shout out to you great job dan and the buffalo ghostbusters and everybody who's involved with that organization and to everybody who came out to it and helped support it because there are so many freaking people there 
um, that you can see in the footage that's been put out there. I hope to see more videos of this because I think there was an intent to try and stream some of this more, but I haven't seen a lot of it today. So I think that, yeah, I saw, I saw know. the, obviously the live Alessi performance that was streamed. Yeah. Um, I, my, my, I'm looking at my phone right now off in the distance and my, I keep getting notifications and it keeps saying New York. So I'm definitely getting some videos, but hopefully some to me or some photos. So hopefully we'll get to feature that. But um, I, I thought it would be kind of funny. And just a heads up, I know Alessi, they performed and, you know, they, they, they sang Saving the Day. How funny would it have been if they got Alessi there and Alessi was just like, you know what? We're not going to perform that. <laughs> Our views, they've changed quite a bit since night. Ah, you know what? That, we don't really play that back catalog anymore. We got this new stuff, though. We think you'll like. <laughs> But uh, they they did perform Save of the Day, an awesome rendition from what I heard. This is a little bit like, um, you know, when uh, Ray Parker Jr. performed at FanFest and he did his mm-hmm. like 17 minute rendition of Ghostbusters. And then right afterwards, he went into the other woman and half mm-hmm. the crowd just walked away. <laughs> Man, that... that- that 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 honestly made me sad man. it was kind of sad <laughs> like like i i'm legit like a fan of ray parker like his like i own like seven of his vinyl records um i i love his catalog uh so much great stuff but it, it i'm i'm heartbroken to uh, kind of heartbroken to say is because that day was so chaotic i'll admit when he stopped playing ghostbusters I had Jeff Lewis of the Arizona Ghostbusters messaging me like, hey, you come see this, uh, you know, proton pack we have over here. We're packing up. It's the last chance to see it. So like as soon as like he stopped performing Ghostbusters and I recorded it, I ran away. Like, I left immediately. <laughs> and like it hurt me because like I'm hearing like him like performing like the other woman in the background. I'm like, oh, I want to see it. But uh, yeah, there was there was just so much stuff to cover. Well. Um, I do think it would have been funny. I, it would have also been funny if the Leslie brothers showed up and they just played Ray Parker Jr.'s Ghostbusters. If they, <laughs> they didn't do, if they didn't do their song and they showed up and did like the Howard Hunsbury version of higher and higher. Oh. <laughs> just throw everybody off. Great. That'd be kind of funny. So <laughs> shout out to Buffalo. Shout out to the Alessi brothers. I, I really do hope to see more content and footage from that event. Um, and if we do, I'll share some of it out through the extra plasm, and, you know, airwaves or whatever. And totally best of luck, obviously with their, uh, with their fundraiser this year. I mean, yeah, uh, the, the, the amounts and everything that are on their GoFundMe page, that does not include yet, obviously the end of sales and all that from their, uh, Ghostbusters day event that's going to get added into it as well. So Hopefully they can hit their their 10,000 goal. I mean, obviously by now, I mean, the time this episode airs, we may already have that answer. Yeah. So we may just be like sitting around being like, hey, it's Saturday. <laughs> the episode comes out on <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> you tell us. <laughs> Feel free to reply in the comments. No, I don't know. <laughs> but um, also, I just wanted to give another shout out real quick to Los Angeles Ghostbusters. And this is not just like if you were to ask them if they did this, they'll tell you no, um, especially Matt. But the Starlight Foundation mm. gowns were revealed uh, the day before Ghostbusters Day in a news report from KCAL 9 that I shared on Extraplasm's uh, social media, as well as from um, from Richie from uh, LAGB had posted some photos of this. And um, if you may recall, if you're a listener to the podcast, especially going back to you know last year, then you remember me asking you to support this uh, raffle we did, or rather this giveaway we did for a RC trap where, uh, we took the money and proceeds from that and gave that all to Starlight Foundation to help fund 
hospital gowns for kids in the hospital. Um, those are now in the wild. A thousand of them have been produced and the first ones have been delivered uh, to a women and children's hospital in Long Beach, California. And so um, that's great. And they put out a video package illustrating that kind of revealing the gowns and showing the kids getting them and showing the patients getting them and stuff and talking with some medical staff. So uh, that's out on social media now. Again, I want to say thank you to the LA Ghostbusters because I know they won't take credit for it because they want everybody to know that this was a fan community thing. Like we all contributed to this, yeah. like, you know, regardless of what franchise you were in, if you set up a donation drive for this and you did it, mm -hmm. it was, we all did this together. But I do want to say thank you to them because it would never have started if it wasn't for the fact that they began fundraising for Starlight <laughs> at events and started turning totally. in their money. And when it, their, their donations manager was getting the contributions, they would say Ghostbusters on them. And they didn't know why. And they were like, why does this, why are we getting donations from the Ghostbusters? And that is what opened up like this conversation with Starlight, which I think is so cute. So, um, yeah, shout out to them. So. Well, it's funny that you said that, you know, they, they're not going to take credit because they sent me a message. Uh, I did the news report on, on the website and they sent me a message, you know, personally thanking me for all that I did. And it was like, no, like seriously, guys, I mean, you guys championed this. Like, <laughs> like, let's be real. There were so many franchises that, you know, they, they had their handle in this and obviously yourself as well. Um, but I mean, Los Angeles, I mean, they championed this, championed this campaign. They did an amazing job. And I mean, they, they deserve, they deserve so much accolades for this and yeah, just tremendous, tremendous work all around. And if you haven't checked out that video package, like you were saying, it's up online right now, up on YouTube and it is heartwarming. I mean, it was, it was a shot right to the heart on Ghostbusters day for me, man. Yeah. It just kind of choked me up a little bit. Yep. And it really spoke to like the power of what, um, good community collaboration for charitable mm -hmm. causes can do. And in many cases where people didn't have to go and like, I'm not going to like, don't go out in the world and do things. <laughs> but I mean, like for many cases, like this was money that was donated by people utilizing and leveraging social media and, mm -hmm. you know, talking about it and running events like giveaways and, um, you know, talking about it on live streams and things and promoting it in that way. So it's something to keep in mind. I think that like in this age of sort of social media and I don't like, I don't like using the word influencing, but whatever, um, like that, the, the world of like everybody having the ability to go out and do fundraising efforts and to collaborate from far distances means that we can do more work like this. Like I want there to be more opportunities for extraplasm and extraplasm listeners to, you know, mm -hmm. do collaborative work together. That's going to have impact. That doesn't mean you just heard me say, I want more of your money to go somewhere. So get it ready. Uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, I mean that genuinely. I think that there's so much potential for different voices in the community to work together and collaborate for greater good. So, um, well, I mean, I, I, I agree with that as well. I mean, uh, I mean, obviously you guys, you have your, your install base here, Ghostbusters news. I mean, there's so many, definitely we can do a lot more better, you know, banding together. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, especially from a franchise front. I mean, obviously you're taking a look at the starlight foundation and seeing how many hands were involved in that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see exactly if, if this kind of continues, especially with Starlight and other, you know, franchise based stuff or not even franchise, but even just other charitable based offerings to see what can, you know, what can we can do? Yeah. What kind of what good we can do within the community and not necessarily our community, but other people's communities around the world. Yeah, agreed. And that's and by the way, I should say this. I should I don't mean to be like if anybody out there is like, well, we did something with our franchise for um, 
for Ghostbusters Day and you didn't talk about it, that's probably because I didn't know about it. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff that happened on Ghostbusters Day. And this is a, a reminder that if you're doing something with a franchise and you want us to talk about it on, on Extraplasm, and obviously, if you want Jason to talk about it, then submit it to him. But hey, if you, you want me to talk about it, you can always submit stuff to Extraplasm on Instagram or Twitter or Podcast at gmail.com because I think that, you know, sharing these stories about successful interactions like this and successful campaigns is what helps other people get inspired to do them and to collaborate mm -hmm. on doing stuff together. So, um, good job to LA and good job to everybody who contributed, uh, because especially to those folks out there for who helped, tried to win an RC trap and, uh, succeeded and or failed, um, or walked away with some other awesome prize. But, um, yeah. So, and then I think the other, this last couple of things I had on my list of things that happened that, um, we should probably acknowledge Phantasm Toys teased their new Gozer figure, which and Terror Dog figures, which was insane. Um, they're mm -hmm. going to do a figure that's essentially inspired by Gozer the Gozerian, but in the style of the real Ghostbusters. Or what I thought it also would fit even potentially better with was the classic Ghostbusters Fright Features figures that came out right before Afterlife because they're like the same scale, but they look like the movie figures. So I was like, oh, these would just go perfect together. Um, so I'm going to need a set of those for sure. But yeah, yeah, uh, I agreed. I mean, the the Gozer in particular, I mean, it lends itself so well to like that over kind of that character style design with like the high flat top, you know, the the, the big cheekbones, the mouth being open and everything. Um, honestly, from a design standpoint, I think one of the best yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like they are nailing it and knocking me out of the park. And I love like pretty much everything that they sculpt at this point. So um, I don't know how they could, they could potentially ruin that. Maybe I could, there's a challenge I'll give to Brendan. <laughs> Make a figure. I, I, I feel hate. like actually, well, it, it's funny because like they, uh, I, I said earlier on the Instagram page, on the Ghostbusters news Instagram page, they, uh, they kind of chimed up and they were like, Hey, we may have opened up the floodgates for, you know, good slimer figures. And then somebody was just like immediately common. They're like, yeah, if only you could do that for like Stay Puff Marshmallow Men, because all the Stay Puffs we've gotten they haven't been perfect. <laughs> so I, I kind of want them to like champion like a perfect Stay Puff now, even yeah. though I do feel like there have been some great Stay Puffs. You know, there was the one from Japan a couple years ago. And but uh, I'm just excited. This, this Gozer looks great. And the fact, too, that we're actually getting a terror dog or at least two terror dogs, I should say, that is something new and something different, because to me, terror dogs, they've been kind of done to death. Yeah. Like when it comes from Diamond Select Toys and. And all these other releases and Hasbro and everything, um, NECA a couple years ago, yep. I mean, many years ago now. Um, I, I really had no, I didn't think I'd have any interest in a new Terror Dog release, but this, basing them off their very blink and you'll miss it moments in the real Ghostbusters mm -hmm. is just, it's genius. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's, the, it brings together uh, a lot of the movie property that like kind of got left behind from real Ghostbusters because I mean, to be real, cause it was creepy, right? Like that's when you're selling mm. stuff to kids, like the terror dogs are, <laughs> they're not exactly, um, the most friendly thing to be real that they're the reason why I was afraid of my fridge and my house as a kid for a couple of days. <laughs> like, because yeah, you yeah. know, they're scary to a little kid. So I totally get why they never existed. Like as, released toys you know that nobody ever made them but to have an option come out that really fits well alongside the existing stuff is great i mean mm -hmm. that's it's it's an indicator to me of like look to me it's almost kind of like in it's representative of the overall theme for me about fan fest this or not fan fest but ghostbusters day this year is we got a little bit from 
of things we expected and like from the sources we expect them from. And then we got surprises of amazing things that the fans are doing because they're inspired to do it. <laughs> right. And so, yeah. yeah, like I'm stoked for these. And the other thing that's going on is they have a Vigo uh, Vigo's head. So have you seen this? The Vigo head figure? They're oh, yeah. Doing? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I there's like the uh, the prototype image that they kind of posted online of it there. There's also kind of like just like the uh, uh, the sculpted shots of it. And it it looks amazing. Like I legit, I don't know how I'm going to display it. Like I'm thinking the Diamond Select Toys Baby Oscar on that little podium <laughs> that it comes with. Like that that's going to look great. But it is such a cool looking display. Um, I, I guess they're calling it a like a play set, kind of yeah. like they did with their uh, their Terror Tub, right? Um, and the whole get up with this is yeah, you got Vigo's head, which is going to be on a translucent stand, very much like their slime ball figure, giving the illusion that he's floating. And then you've got like a uh, a three piece kind of altar where you've got the main altar, you've got like a little pillow that you can kind of put down, and then you've got the actual back panel that apparently is going to come with like interchangeable, I guess kind of like almost like little mini posters where you can put up like the River Slime or Vigo or you know the Fettuccinis. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it, it, we've gotten kind of like that over the years. Like Hasbro, they did or was it Hasbro? No, it was Diamond. Sl- who did those diamond selected those and Mattel did those. Yeah. Where they did like the Vigo painting, right? Yes. But this is like an actual set altar. Yeah. Which it's like an altar. It's ever been done. It's like an altar. And then like a back piece that goes behind the head that looks like just the, like the background mm-hmm. behind him. So it's not like the full painting. Um, whereas like what, um, what Mattel did was like a lenticular thing. It was like a lenticular cardboard thing where it looked like the regular Vigo, painting and then you would tilt it and it looked like his head and then when you flipped it over it had the ghostbusters and the fettuccines on it right i think it was on the on the back side of it i think or something so yeah, the, uh, yeah. that was the uh the mattel one the mattel one had the uh the lenticular style design and then uh yeah where he would like disappear there yeah. was one where he was there then he would disappear right and he had the fettuccines on the back. I want to say that's Mattel. Yeah, it maybe is. it's Simon Slot. It, no, it's, it's definitely Mattel because it it yeah. it came as like a set together. Um, I have it over in the corner over there, and I'm thinking because I don't own any Diamond Select. That's how I can always answer that question because <laughs> I only own the Maddie and the Plasma series. So if I have it, then it can't be uh, Diamond Select. So there you go. But yeah, yeah. But no, that I mean, it looks great, and it's the very first time we actually have gotten. <laughs> it's weird to say just a Vigo head. You know, just, yeah, it's a different form of Vigo. It's, it's, it's a fun little design. It's be great to like place them with your figures and, you know, aim slime blowers at them. If you want to hose them and (laughs) and shoot stuff at it. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, I'm really happy to see that, that phantasm they're, uh, they're really getting more detailed like with their stuff, you know, like it's crazy to think that they kind of started with like, and they still release like the packing figure or like the little kind of, you know, packing accessory style figures like the old Kenner real Ghostbusters days. I mean, the, uh, the ghosts or the spook chasers, um, they're very much in that style, but I'm, I'm really digging their class 10 assortment. And yeah. I, it, it almost seems like now that there's nothing really off limits. Like we can get a full scale figure. And I know, you know, several months ago we teased a possible Ghostbusters news figure that is still waiting in the wings and hopefully someday soon it'll, <laughs> it'll materialize and see the light of day. It's still on the docket or so I hear, but, um, it, it it's just you know them I think getting more comfortable when it comes to those more grand scale figures right like doing the you know the more detailed paint app and um kind of making sure that all their resources 
they're used in the best way possible. Because obviously, like a lot of these figures, they're 3D printed. They're, you know, there's a lot of room of error, right? They want to make sure that yeah. if they're making a more detailed figure, they're they're not wasting a lot of resources. So it's <laughs> if really them you, if refining it on the it, back end. You got to ask Tony to send you a photo of all mm. of the prototypes of slime ball together. Like, and it's like, here's <laughs> like yeah. several dozen variations on slime ball because their method isn't necessarily 3d printing as much as it's 3d modeling and then casting in molds. Mm. So it's and each of yeah. those pieces needs to go together and get secured and affixed inside, you know, and sort of figure out sure. how it goes assembled together. And so like everybody's like, I thought you were doing ghostbusters day. We were, but we'll, we'll talk about phantasm for a second. Cause it's an interesting thing. Uh, but they're, um, that's what's kind of fun to consider is that the number of prototypes that they do just to get to something where they can go, Hey, we know each one we're going to make comes out the same, has the same quality. Everybody goes home happy. Mm. There may be like 30, 40 figures <laughs> to get, you know, where you're going. That, so it's kind and, of funny. That's, that's one thing that I think a lot of people don't even think about is like that, for example, the slime ball figure to make a slime ball figure, to make a figure in general, that's going to have arm articulation. Yeah. That actually works. And works well for everything that they're going to like cast, everything that they're going to release. Yep. And they can ensure that those arms are not going to be overly too loose or too tight. And they survive off, shipping off. like and yes. like handling. Yeah. 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 There, there's so much of a headache there um, that, yeah, again, I think a lot of people just don't really take into consideration. And for Phantasm, I mean, I, I've dropped a lot of their figures uh, when it comes to, you know, putting together like a little display in my collection. Oh, yeah. I got to say a lot like they've held up really well. Yep. I have every time I have dropped one of my little resin stay puffs, I have gotten total panic. And then I've been like, nope, it's okay. <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> I didn't destroy it. And, oh, you know what? I'm, it's hitting me right now that I don't have a little resin stay puffer. Oh man. I'm so bummed. Like the little, like on fire stay puffs. No, no, no. Um, I, um, yeah. The ones that are toasted, like they were yeah. they're, they're roasted. Yeah. I mentally in my head, I'm thinking like I've got like the near collection of Phantasm toy stuff. And now I'm thinking to my now I just realized I don't I don't now. I'm like, there's that down. one. Tony, 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 if you're listening, <laughs> there's that one. Send, there's, me, send me an invoice. There's put, the one that, that came in the, the uh, there's the one that came in the knockoff of the high C ecto cooler box. That's green. Yeah, the ecto cooler, right? Yeah, no, no, not ecto cooler. Ecto cooler yeah. is is a ghost that looks like a high C I'm talking about the mini puffed that is green. Oh, I remember that one. Don't. Yeah. I don't have him. Either. He's translucent green and he came in a, a high C like knockoff box. Like it's cardboard. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, my, you know what? My collection is now never going to be complete. And I'm <laughs> fine. Might as well just throw everything in the garbage and get rid of my detolf cabinets. I'm okay. It's fine. <laughs> this is how seriously you're taking uh, Phantasm toys. You're going to throw out the whole collection of everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I couldn't. I, I love my Phantasm toys collections. Uh, like, I love it too much. They, they do awesome stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm amped for Gozer and Vigo. Two different, two new renditions that we've never seen before. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So um, that will be a take my money moment for sure. Um, couple other things that went on. Obviously, yes, have some did a uh, good show after for wrap up Ghostbusters Day. So if you haven't mm -hmm. seen that, uh, it's definitely a thing to go take a look at because they had some good coverage, although they probably talk about things we did, too, because um, it's Ghostbusters Day. We're talking about the same thing, <laughs> but they had their show. Um, John Urkaba, uh, who's friend of the show and been on several times, uh, mm -hmm. has art 
is all of his Ghostbusters art is on sale, like through Ghostbusters Day weekend, or I think, you know, for a couple of days. So um, one of the big things there, if you've ever picked it up, is John did a book called October years ago uh, that compiled a whole bunch of work together and he's re-releasing it for Ghostbusters Day. So that's a thing that's out there still. Um, yeah. And TCU Toys, I think they had a, uh, a a toy release for Ghostbusters Day as well um, that they put out on that day. Jason, did you, were you familiar with what that was? Uh, yeah, I took a I took a look online. I kind of perused it there, and it was a, a neat little uh, kind of concept here. They had the vibe of like they were like a prototype and almost like a rainbow design, where like the legs were different colors, the torso, the arms, and everything. And they were selling them, I think, through their Etsy store. And it was kind of randomized as to who you'd get if it was going to be Winston or Ray or Peter or Egon. Um, but yeah, it was just like a really limited release. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen these, you can find them out on the containment units Etsy shop, uh, which I believe the URL is the containment unit Um, they have these figures that are essentially kind of like the, uh, I think it's like the Boba Fett they, and the Stormtrooper they did, uh, through super seven that for star Wars that I think were a target release, maybe like or a target exclusive. Ah, that is where I've seen that. Okay. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So it's not even like a prototype thing. It's just kind of like that. Okay. They I mean, they I are prototypes it. of their actual figures, but they're kind of done like multicolored yeah. test shots where it's like the leg is yellow, the arm is purple. And so they're kind of like rainbow colored figures. And I guess, like you said, it's going to be a mystery as to which one you will get. And they were, it says that they were made with any extra plastic left in the machine at the time. So they're kind of like, Hey, we had a little bit of orange plastic left. We'll squirt out a torso and then we'll combine it with the purple leg. Um, and that's what you're kind of getting is a limited number of those. So um, there are only nine of them left available. If that's something that you're looking for as of recording time. The other thing that's out there, I didn't know they made. They make a keychain that looks like a Twinkie. I saw that <laughs> and I was going to message. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I already looked at the shipping. I was like, do they ship to Canada? They do. Um, that keychain looks fantastic yeah it looks like the most realistic twinkie i've ever seen made out of resin and has like fake cream painted on the bottom in the three spots where it's supposed to get injected and i may i may really need this because that's really funny um yeah that's sweet so check out that if you're into the tcu toys uh figures because that's a limited run of you know rainbow cool prototype figures um and I don't know. I think that about wraps it up. I don't think there was anything else that we that I know of that happened. Anything else on your list? Um, I mean, nothing really that kind of comes to mind. I mean, it was just. It was a fun day. I mean, that's that's what I got out of yeah. it. I mean, that's to me, that's what Ghostbusters Day should be. Um, obviously, yeah, as, as we kind of mentioned earlier there, we didn't get the, uh, you know, the big grand scale teaser trailer or anything like that. We didn't get a title reveal uh, release date right now. I believe we're still set for December. Um, despite that teaser poster not actually having a release date yeah. or, you know, you know, saying coming this Christmas or anything like that. Um, I, I think right now, probably they're still up in the air. Yeah, I, much, you know, I think it. we're going to see what happens with strikes and <laughs> all kinds of things uh, before anybody's going to set a date for. I mean, I, I they have a date in mind, but, you know, we didn't get on the poster. You're right. So we didn't even get what's weird is we didn't even get like a maybe they just learned from the pandemic. They were like. We try to be ambiguous once. We said summer 2020. And um, then we were just like. Mm, sometime later. <laughs> like, that, that's that's a good way. They should have put the poster out and then underneath it, they just would have wrote eventually. 
<laughs> and speaking of the poster, can I just also add that, uh, you know, we have the iced over the, the frozen Ghostbusters logo. Uh, I know Matt obviously was on the podcast last week. He pointed out the connection to the Batman Returns logo. Yes. Which was had that kind of snow looking design. And I don't know. Again, like I Batman Returns. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on my past appearances here on the pack. I don't know why I would have. But Batman Returns is my all time favorite superhero film. That's awesome. Danny DeVito, Penguin. Fantastic. Christopher Walken. Um, great, great film. But um, all time favorite you know, superhero film. And then the fact that you've got the iced over Ghostbusters logo. And the first thing that came to mind when I saw that logo was too hot to handle. <laughs> too cold, cold to hold. hold. <laughs> Bobby Brown. And I don't know, any, any logo that conjures up Batman Returns and Ghostbusters 2 vibes for me, uh, two of my all-time favorite films. I mean, Ghostbusters 2 is my all-time favorite movie. Um, yeah, I got high hopes for this one. All just because of a logo. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, I think what's exciting to me is that it is introducing the potential for a new concept and that like, I don't like, I don't know. Like if you asked me, when have the Ghostbusters ever been even in a cold place? <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, it's that Christmas the, episode where they meet Scrooge. <laughs> that's the movie. <laughs> Bill Murray is going to play Scrooge. <laughs> gonna it's all gonna come together it's gonna be fine um but yeah i mean there really wasn't it's something new it's something refreshing if in fact it is ice based snow based whatever the case is um to me i think it's a pretty good clear indicator that we're not going to get a rehash again uh we're not going to get obviously we're not going to get gozer we're not going to get vigo at least i don't think we're going to get vigo um it's going to be something relatively new and and that's really to me is something that this franchise i don't want to say desperately needs but i think for us you know, I don't say for, I shouldn't say for us, but as a, as a fandom, as a whole, uh, as a franchise, as a whole, um, I, I think we need something new to really kind of bring in, yeah. you know, to grow the audience more. Yeah. Um, I agree. Um, I think we also need something new because, you know, some people may find that this is an unappealing, uh, thing for, to hear because they like what was old. I, talked with you about this earlier today and I've had this conversation a few times in the last couple of days that I think that the greatest thing about this franchise is that I get to still be relevant in it as a as a middle-aged 40 something as a fan um that yeah. I get to still be included like there's still enough of a connection to the thing that I love because there's so many things that I've lost like I still like mm-hmm. I like Star Trek Picard season 3 but like I had a hard time with Star Trek for a while cuz of JJ Trek And it was literally advertised as like, not your father's Star Trek. And now I am like, you know, my dad's age at the time that that was being released is not your father's Star Trek. You know, so it's just kind of like or not maybe his age, but, you know, I'm older. And so to be connected still to the tissue of, you know, what makes this Ghostbusters? We're at the firehouse. Like there's still the characters that I care about and love Mm. are still connected in some way, but to be creating new stuff that new generations of kids can kind of connect with, even if they never saw those movies, I think is incredibly important, right? It's like, well, Stan Lee would say regarding like a comic book, right? That every comic book you have to reintroduce who Spider-Man is kind of tell a standalone story because for every comic book, this may be some kid's first comic book. And so I think that having new stuff in the Ghostbusters world 
is a necessity because if you don't, then you're just asking people to be part of a, a shared narrative that they have a prior understanding of all these other movies to be able to get into it, you know? So to have a standalone totally. villain, something new, maybe potentially that has nothing to do with the prior, you know, legacy of Gozer or Vigo or whatever um, might be really good for us. And they've, and they've got such like in terms of the cast, like they've got such, in my opinion, a great bridge with Paul Rudd. I mean, you've got the, the Marvel films and everything, Ant-Man, all that's the Avengers. Um, but then going into Paul Rudd, you know, from obviously the original cast, you've got people in there that have such a hardcore fan base, like a younger hardcore fan base. You've got Finn Wolfhard, but his fans are devoted. I mean, devoted is an understatement. Um, yeah, it's crazy. If you ever just search Finn Wolfhard on social media, his fans are <laughs> hardcore. Right. No disrespect. Like, I don't want to say, like, I don't, I, I think I may have just said they're crazy. They're devoted. Like, right. they love Finn Wolfhard. And McKenna Grace, too. She's yep. got a very similar devote fan following. So I think, you know, the uh, the pieces are in place. And I really hope they nail it. And they they, they they knock this one out of the park. Afterlife, I think, was that great. Okay, let's, you know, bring the band back together. Let's do our own thing. Or not own thing. But let's kind of continue on and, you know, kind of tie up some of those loose ends. Yeah. And I, I kind of really hope with this one, yes, we're going to get Ernie Hudson. We're going to get Danny Aykroyd, Annie Potts, likely Bill Murray. But I'm really excited to see what's going to come of it, you know, in terms of like what we're going to get that's new, how it's going to almost like reinvent a little bit, because uh, I really do feel like we're going to get that. And I think the the stance of where they've, you know, they've built this whole firehouse in the UK and, you know, they're going to definitely I think they're definitely going to go a little I don't want to say CGI heavy because, right, you know, but I, I think they're definitely going to be planning some big scale, almost like Marvel-esque moments. I would not doubt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that's not to say that that's not to say that the first two couple films didn't have that because, I mean, the containment grid blowing up, the museum covered in slime, right. you had those elements, but now you can definitely do them in, a, in a, I think, a different level. And uh, again, I'm just excited to see what comes of this new film. Yeah, I mean, I think there will still be a lot of practical effects in the same mm. way that, you know, like they they brought back the same practical effects they could for the last movie. Right. So I think oh, they, yeah, totally. they'll still do that. But well, I, think, I mean, right. That like for for sorry, go ahead. for go for Gozer's sake. I mean, they they rebuilt the firehouse. <laughs> That's right, so if we're talking right. about practical effects. Right. You know, it's not like that everything's going to be CGI like, you know, no. in like 2016 where it was like, we're going to CGI the firehouse. They were like, no, we're going to we're going to build the firehouse. Right. And if we see, let's say, I mean, you know, who, who knows what's going to be in it? If we see the fact they're going back to New York City, let's say. They're like, okay, we're going to put Slimer in this. There's going to be a Slimer puppet. Uh, to me, there's right. no doubt there's going to be a Slimer puppet. I just think you're probably going to see that grand scale, you know, almost, I, I don't want to, I, I mean, I already said Marvel-esque kind of moment, but um, I, I think that it's going to be a nice bridge between what was old and what movie and storytelling is now in cinema. Yeah. No, I think you're right about that. I think there's the potential to be like, hey, now a cross rip actually happens. <laughs> right? Like, mm -hmm. and you can, as opposed to like, how are we going to animate a cross rip? I know. We'll put some matte paintings in the background and <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, there's green screens hung around this firehouse set for sure. So I think that we're going to see some, um, some, some, some good work we're done. That's what I'm hopeful for. You know, is just see a, a good film that's going to have that blending of the old and a new, uh, you know, sort of generation of filmmaking potentially. Um, and I think the right people are there to do it. So we'll keep an eye out for what's going to happen. In the meantime, I think, you know, one way we can wrap things up is to start thinking, 
about what the actual title for the movie is, given that we now have seen this poster. So um, J.D. Raymond, like we said, has already thrown out there Ghostbusters Ice House. Mine was Ghostbusters Chill Out. <laughs> mm. do, do you have any uh, <laughs> terrible, like cold puns for Ghostbusters? I mean, I, I'm trying to think back to like a uh, like just like a Batman and Robin pun. Like I want to go like an Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of <laughs> kind of vibe there. Um, I, I think I don't know. I, I could be really just like, oh, you know, it's, it's a cold pun or whatever there. Um, but I. I don't know. I, I think they're going to tie it back into the afterlife name. Um, either Ghostbusters, you know, bring me back to life. Ghostbusters back to life. I, I don't. I think something like that is is honestly what they're going to go with. But um, I don't know. Ghostbusters, uh, cool. I was going to say cool summer, but uh, <laughs> I was thinking the I was thinking of the Ace of Base song, and then I'm realizing they're not releasing it in the summer. Oh no, that's cruel summer. That's, cruel that's not cool summer. Oh man that's cruel summer ah <laughs> oh, all these years i've been lied to and now i just realized it i'm like what um i i uh, ghostbusters i'm just gonna say back to life or bring me back to life we'll get evanescence in there sing it. Fine. <laughs> i was gonna go yep. potentially with ghostbusters cold storage <laughs> um uh, you know what i'm down for that <laughs> ghostbusters cold, cold storage is fine also uh when I saw the uh, the iced logo, can I just say that the first thing that I really thought of, I mean, aside from too hot to handle, too cold to hold Bobby Brown, uh, I, I I just want them to bring in my snowman from Ghostbusters Sega Genesis. <laughs> the, the big creepy snowman that you bust in the one level. I don't know. I, he's always been one of my favorite ghost character designs. Um, and I would just love to see him included. Hey, I've been playing that game a bit lately because I've been playing that um, that special edition that's got Winston in it and... Um, and Lewis, don't, and don't Lewis. forget about Lewis. Yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. That's the Ghostbusters special edition. Uh, yeah. It's a wonderful little one. I've got a, I've got a physical copy on the way, so I'm looking forward to kind of opening nice. that up and popping it into my original Sega Genesis, giving it a go. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen this, it's out on ROM hacking uh, for sure. As an IPS patch, you can apply for an emulator, and I, I think there's still copies of it available. Um, I think you can still buy it from. Is it Toy Source? Toy Source Games. Uh, if you want more information, I know it's up on. Uh, Ghostbusters news. We have a post up about it. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's fun and it's kind of cool to play the game with. You can play. I mean, I think Winston's awesome because he jumps super high and <laughs> like I makes the games makes the game so way much easier. easier. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. if you want to make the game way harder, you can play as Lewis, who is just awful. <laughs> but it's fun. So, um, OK. I mean, anything else we want to toss out there before we wrap this up? I think that's the I think that's the show. My final question for you, then. It is revealed in hmm. your music video. That you yourself are, in fact, a ghost. So that. Yeah. So I just wondered, like, how does that work for you as a Ghostbusters fan? Are you like the are you are <laughs> this is a stupid question? <laughs> well. Let me tell you, I, can I just say, and I want you to keep that in um, and I keep, keep me in talking about it right now too. Can I just say that when I got the lyric sheet back from uh, uh, Flux Capacitors when it came to that song and they included my name in it twice, I cringed so hard because I was like, oh God, like I don't want to, I don't want to be in my song. And I even like, I kind of alluded to them the fact that maybe you want to do like an alternate take where you cut me out of it and just like reword it a little bit, you know, just for like more cross appeal maybe uh because like 
who's like somebody who's just a fan of them and like, they, like, they listen to it. They're like, who the heck is this Jason guy they're talking about? But um, I got to admit, I was quite happy. And the final result, the second, I think the third verse in the song, they include, like the second reference to me, they had like a little robotic voice say my name. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And then the second one, as soon as I heard it, I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to like become, you know, a ghost for the music video, uh, which I don't know. I, I thought the special effect looked kind of, it was a cheap, cheesy <laughs> special effect. I thought it looked good though. Um, I mean, I did it myself. I was pretty happy with it, but uh, yeah, I thought the end result was, was pretty good. Um, I, I just, again, though, I, I cringe when I, when I read the script or the, the, the lyric sheet, uh, but actually listening to it, I was okay with it. As weird as that is. I don't know. I think it came out fine, like I said, but I just think it's funny that in the, in the narrative of your, of your song for your anthem for Ghostbusters news, what we find out is that the guy who is worshiping the Ghostbusters and reporting on all their news is in fact mm-hmm. a ghost. <laughs> and it maybe it's, it's wonder well, it's it's also weird too because like in the third verse then i'm out there busting the ghosts that's what they reference you know like once <laughs> i get all this off my plate i'm gonna i'm gonna bust them all so like you know it's it kind of contradicts itself a little bit it's fine okay? i was i was not it's, making a logical analysis i was just asking about how it is that you get by as okay. a ghost who has to report on people who at the end of up. the day it is a song <laughs> About a 30-something-year-old man who runs a Ghostbusters <laughs> website. Okay? I think you're I think you're kind of dissecting it a little too much. Are you saying that I'm reading too much into this as if it's about um actual factual things and that you're trying to suggest that ghostbusting is not in fact real? <laughs> All I know <laughs> is that I've got a music video out there. I turn into a ghost in it. People seem to lie. People, people send a lot of footage for it, and um, I'm I'm uh, I'm just happy with it. That's all I'm. That's all I'm gonna. I'm just I'm very happy with it. I think I think it came out great. It did. And, uh, I'm happy. With I came. It too. I, I turned into a ghost at the end. All right. That's oh, in the middle. I guess. I also we didn't even allude to the fact that during the video too, I, I dressed up as Goz or uh, Zool. Yes, you did. There's that too. I mean, that's old stock footage of me, but. Uh, <laughs> So you have you know. multiple ghost forms is what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, Zul's not really, I mean, that's a possession, right? It's true. Um, there we go. Well, as much as I'm, I am, I am being playful because I thought that the funniest part in the, in the video was the notion that you are a ghost. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, they, they, the flux capacitors, um, they, they work some pretty good, like little ghostbusters references in there and, you know, Keeper of the Gate and the Full Torso Apparition and all that. They, they did a good job. I mean, um, they themselves, aside from just, you know, being at the 2019 Fan Fest and working on the uh, the Ghostbusters Afterlife Scare game, they uh, they themselves are fans of the franchise. Yeah. So I was quite happy to see when I did get that lyric sheet back. Um, I was quite happy to see quite a quite a few nods to the franchise. In it there. Yeah, no, I, I think in jokes, I think it came out well. And I think that uh, Ghostbusters news it generally comes out well. And I'm always glad when you come by <laughs> to visit the podcast because it, it generally you know, comes out well. I mean, it's okay. It's that's not you what know, I you're, meant. <laughs> Ghostbusters news. You're passable. You're okay. I it's was fine. working on a successful segue. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was a generally, you do. Okay. Well executed segue. I mean, um, yeah. No, I mean, fine. I think that you do a great job with Ghostbusters news. You do adequate, you, ha- you know, you do excellent work. Um, yeah. and that is why I value you. This was the triathlon. You wouldn't finish. It's fine. 
I think you're good at swimming. You're just, I mean, you know, if this was the proton charging days, you know, they'd be up here, you'd be down here. <laughs> That is it's not, a totally different. That is not it's a totally different saying. scenario. This yeah, is yeah, not yeah. the things that I'm saying. I'm I mean, come on now. Over here offering a compliment, and yeah. saying you do good work. I mean, I'd agree with that statement too. I'm no Chris Stewart, <laughs> but you are both Canadian, and you're That's part true. of the important Canadian voices of the Ghostbusters fandom. So, um, thanks for continuing that trend. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I. <laughs> completely derailed. I was going somewhere to try. He, and he never. He up. never. He never directed a music video, to my knowledge. No, he didn't. That's true. I'm on the same level as. Uh, no, I'm not. I was going to say Ivan. Right? No, no, no. <laughs> that's that's bad. See, you tied that earlier, and now I'm thinking about it. So, Do you, would you rather yeah. I say that? Um, remind you that Michael Bay made music videos. Would that make no, you feel better? It's Ivan Reitman at the top, Chris Stewart right behind him, and then I'm like uh, 18 miles down below. I'm way down I, on that that food well chain. if that's the case then don't worry i'm 18 miles below that so <laughs> oh no, no 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 um but no I, I sincerely as much as we're poking fun uh, i appreciate everything you do um for for you know the fandom and putting things together and for coming on extra plasm this week and helping to sort of work through uh what we did and did not get for ghostbusters day and of course, everybody should go to Ghostbusters News on the regular to get information because you provide tons of it in a helpful way. And um, yeah, I, and I think everybody should email you at extraplasm at gmail.com. Extraplasm podcast at gmail.com. Extra, okay, sorry. Yeah, there's some other guy you. who owns that account, so don't tell people. Well, then don't email, email that. that guy. Email, email extraplasmpodcast at gmail.com and tell and, and ask about this Paul Feig spoiler. <laughs> you know how he's going to be in the new film. <laughs> It's not happening. <laughs> no, that no, there's people that when they went to that signing for Danny, Ager, no, I've got audio from Paul Feig. He said it. He's like, I'm going to be in it, baby. <laughs> he said it just like that, baby. <laughs> I don't know that Paul Feig has ever said baby like that in his life. No, he said baby. He said that. Yeah. No, that's what happened. That's what it did. You never watch a spy? No, I have not the watched. Spy. Yeah, the making the making of when they finished production, he's like, Melissa McCarthy, we finished filming Spy, baby. <laughs> yeah, they all gave it a thumbs up. That the, that's good. We're gonna go make a Ghostbusters now, he said after that, even before getting an okay. He was like, We're gonna go make Yeah. I think you're just trying to get me to go watch Spy to figure out whether or not that's true. <laughs> spy wasn't I, I I think I like Spy. It's been a while since I've seen that. Oh well. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for for that, because that's a good laugh. <laughs> but maybe I'll have to go check out Spy and see if you're right about baby. Well, no, you got to watch it. It's, it's, it's the, they don't include it in the movie. It's a delete. It's it's the making of because Paul Fee, he's not in the movie. He's the director, right? <laughs> that's correct. That's how a film it's works. not actually in the movie. Yeah, he's not in the movie. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show, Jason. We'll talk to you again soon. And uh, of course, everybody go over to GhostbustersNews.com for all your Ghostbusters information needs. And uh, we got the news, baby. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> that about wraps things up for Ghostbusters Day 2023 and for Extraplasm this week. We've got a lot of exciting stuff on the horizon, and I'm excited and ready to believe it's going to be really cool. So cool, it's frozen. And come on, we've got to have at least a solid shot at a Slurpee tie-in for this forthcoming movie, right? If you want to chime in with your proposed Ghostbusters title or comment on anything about the podcast, you can reach me on Instagram or Twitter at Extraplasm, 
or via email at extraplasmpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to Jason Fitzsimmons for joining me for the Ghostbusters Day Debrief, and you can of course find his work at ghostbustersnews.com. Thank you as well to Brendan Pierce of Baducci Studios, who provides our logo uh, for the show, as well as Vaporwave artist Magnavox, whose remix of Ghostbusters serves as our theme music. And of course, thank you to you for listening to the show, for being awesome people who are part of a great fandom, and for supporting what goes on here each week via word of mouth and reviews on Apple Podcasts and the like. And thank you mostly for being great people who are part of a fandom that I love to celebrate. It would be nothing to like have this podcast if there weren't awesome fans and awesome people doing things. And Ghostbusters Day, if nothing else, even if it's just like the anniversary of a movie that was released 39 years ago, is also a day to celebrate our communal fandom, and I'm glad to do that with you. We'll see you next week with a new guest to the show, but whose voice you're probably going to find familiar. Until then, as Ernie Hudson reminds us each week. Try to have fun, and always... Keep on busting. Baby!